Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Do you think there's been a, a situation where a female of the species has had a clitoris region so uh, enlarged that when she's roused, it has the <laughs> solidity and girth, as you put it, to penetrate a man? All I can say is I hope so. <laughs> what a woman. <laughs> and, and your phrase from before, um, you'd ha- like if it wasn't quite as, you know, firm and oh, yeah. it needed Correct. to be, yeah. you'd have to sort of shoehorn it in you with need your a own finger. on the bedside table. Oh, an actual shoehorn. Yeah, an actual shoehorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To just ease it in. And you said like a piece of squid. This is all conversation <laughs> we had off air, but yeah. we thought it would be funny to we hear thought it was gold. gold. Clearly. Yeah, gold, absolutely. <laughs> That's the thing. We offer a lot of bronze on the episode. Yeah, but oh, off tons air, of bronze. Gold. Yeah. Platinum. Is platinum, uh, is that a more valuable metal than gold? I don't know. Is that right? I don't know. I remember I used to work at a printing company and we used to print um, this uh, an ink that actually had um, flakes of gold and flakes of silver and all that kind of stuff and i remember the platinum that we did was uh, more expensive the prints we did were more expensive and the guy there who was a bit of a nuff nuff the boss he said it's because platinum is actually worth more than gold and i've always i've always thought that's the case but is it you googling it i am it's a dense malleable ductile highly unreactive precious silverish white transition metal um, let me see. It is one of the rarer elements in Earth's crust. Oh, okay. So I'm guessing that's why it's uh, valuable, it more valuable so much than more. Gold, though? That's, that's the question. We're <laughs> okay, hang on. Here we go. It <laughs> is a major. It's a precious metal commodity. Yep. All right. All right. Here we go. I'm just going to Google it because do it, man. That's what you want. Yeah, I want to know yeah. if it's worth more. Is because I've got shitloads of it in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're just Googling. Warren is taking his time. Platinum is softer than 14K gold. Platinum is more durable. Don't care. <laughs> is it more valuable? Ah, <laughs> oh, hang on. Come on. Jesus. How hard is it to ask that question to Shut Google? Shut the fuck up. Is platinum more valuable than gold? I actually, yeah. All you right. can find platinum lined in the soles of some shoes. <laughs> Another reason why platinum rings are more valuable than gold is because the metal is much rarer. Okay. Every year, here's a, a little comparison. This will excite you because yeah. this gives you the answer yeah. you need. <laughs> yeah. This is the answer you seek. Every year, approximately 1,500 tonnes of gold is mined. Right. In comparison mm. to just 160 tons oh, okay. of platinum. So there you go, because it's a lot rarer. It's more so expensive. So it is, it is almost 
10% of that full amount. Like so therefore... so 90% less. If you had a kilo of platinum, a kilo of gold, the platinum is more expensive because it's rarer. Is that yes. what we're saying? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. There you go. That's it. Mate. All right, guys. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for listening. So we've gone from a shoehorned massive clitoris yeah. to platinum. Yeah. Just like that. Just like that. That's what we do. We are Fly on the Wall podcast and that's the kind of journey we take you on. That's the sort of shit we do. All I can think of when you say platinum is when a record, like an album release, gets platinum status. And I know that's better than gold. I remember when I was a kid, I thought when it goes platinum, it becomes a CD. Right. They just decide (laughs) to celebrate by turning it into it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, Do people still go platinum with their records and stuff? Is that a thing? I don't know. I guess it's measured differently now because it's yeah. you probably still sell units. Yeah. But because of singles and Downloads. things are streamed, yeah. I yeah. think you pay per stream of it. Yeah. And that's what they'll say now. So when you see it, when an artist like on Instagram or wherever is celebrating a milestone, yeah. they'll say um, 2.5 million streams. Oh, okay. Thank yeah. you, everybody. And wow. you think, right, okay. So yeah. does that equate to the same as single sales? I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. I guess they measure it differently. They've worked out what it's worth. have to call like Apple Records or Geffen or something. I'll just talk to John Farnham. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll give him a call, call this week. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> He's the voice. He's, um, he's only retired 17 times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, yeah. you don't want to lead people on, do you? That's true, yeah. yeah. I reckon he'd be a nice guy. You reckon he'd be a nice guy? I think he would be. I've yeah. heard that um, Not Jimmy... particularly decisive, but I'd get along well with him then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, a bit of a yeah. procrastinator. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Barnes, though, used to be, I don't know what he's like now, but he used to be a bit prickly. There's a story that my dad tells me that... Did he um, shave and then... Yeah, yeah, very stubbly on yeah. the thighs of young, yeah. young <laughs> He men. found out. Um, but he, trying to he squeeze would, your clitoris into him. <laughs> yeah, he would... Um, at a at a particular gig, uh, it was a where it was a there was a bunch of bikies there, mm. and it was a family day. They hired Jimmy Barnes to come and sing a few songs, but they said, "Mate, you know we know you like to belt them, but this is a family day. We just want to keep it pretty chill, keep it pretty somber. It's about the kids and all that kind of stuff." And Jimmy Barnes he doesn't let, like to belt the kids. No, and no. Then Jimmy Barnes let rip and like sang his heart out, and right. they're like, "Mate, mate, just tone it down because <laughs> we want to hear it, it ourselves think. We yeah. want the kids to have a good time." Jimmy Barnes wouldn't listen. Kept doing it. Hell's Angels beat the shit out of him. Right. Yeah. That's a good story. That's, that's the story that Dad told me anyway. Okay. Dad was a Hell's Angel. Yeah. <laughs> Many years, as well, you Well, he know. was an angel. Yeah, in, a, so, in the body of a rock in star. In the body of a rock star. <laughs> he so he first. fit right in. <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about tonight, Big Was? Well, last episode, last week, you'd recall, listeners, that we had the Not the Rambo special. Very disappointed. Um, Luke was upset. Yeah. Um, a bit down for the week. No, nah, it was fine. It was fine. But I was really looking forward to it. Yeah. 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 And we just decided that um, that particular environment and that Due to unforeseen circumstances, yeah. <laughs> we, we made a delay. You'd make yeah. a great politician. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I can neither recall or appropriately <laughs> answer the question at this time. Yeah. Um, I never remember sticking my penis in that woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, we decided that we would do the Rambo special today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So we're going to have um, a nice meandering conversation about the Rambo movies. Yeah, because you haven't done any research, is that right? No. Yeah, no worries. Only um, only 43 years of it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm being yeah. an avid fan. That's right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the all the research I think that's I good. Need. I think that's good because I'm probably, I'm a, I'm a huge fan, but I'm probably yeah. not up there like you are. I didn't watch it as religiously as you did. Mm. Um, that was my Sunday school. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Um, so, and I, and I remember, 
And I went to Sunday school, Luke. One of my fondest memories is sitting in your living room watching Rambo 2 with you and your youngest brother... Yeah. I won't mention his name. Your youngest brother was doing a shit in his potty in front of me. There was me, then him doing a shit in the potty, Mm. and then the TV with Rambo 2 on it. I think... And I don't know what was more horrific. What Rambo was doing to the bad guys (laughs) or watching your your brother doing a shit right in front of me. I think everyone needs to... Everyone's got a little bit of Rambo in them. Yeah. Right? Everyone needs to feel, and I think that's the whole idea. It's all those experiences that, particularly in those earlier movies, Mm. that soldiers in general were experiencing. Yeah, it would all be piled onto Rambo. Yeah, now you recall in Last Blood. That's why veterans love him. Part two is very realistic. He was dangled into a a pig, uh, like a waste pit. Yeah, yeah, with leeches all over. That's true. Yeah. Your experience with my brother there doing a shit paled in comparison. Brought you well, it brought you just that little bit closer. Yeah, to what our to friend agony. John Rambo yeah. was experiencing was going through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See? Especially when your brother started flicking bits of shit <laughs> at me as well. Um, yeah. I'll play a bit of a mashup. All right. Of four of the Rambo instalments. Oh, okay. Um, because then the fifth one, I've got a little bit of an interview later on down the track. All right then. And um, with Sylvester Stallone oh, himself. Fantastic. I'm not interviewing him. But there's a little recording we've got. So, yeah, we'll do the mashup now and we'll come back and get stuck into Rambo. Great. Cover leader calling Raven. Come on, Raven. Cover leader calling Raven. Cover leader to Raven. Talk to me, Johnny. Cover leader to identify Baker T. Rambo. Mesner. Ortega. Coletta, Jorgensen, Danforth, Barry, Krakauer. Confirm. This is Colonel Troutman. Talk to me, Johnny. Have a possessed God in heaven to make a man like Rambo. God didn't make Rambo. I made him. Who the hell are you? Sam Trotman. Colonel Samuel Trotman. Look, we're a little busy this morning, Colonel. What can I do for you? I've come to get my boy. Your boy? I recruited him. I trained him. I commanded him in Vietnam for three years. I'd say that makes him mine. I wonder why the Pentagon would send a full bird colonel down here to handle us. The Army thought I might be able to help I don't know in what way. Rambo's a civilian now. He's my problem. I don't think you understand. Johnny, this is Trotman. Where the hell are you? John, come in. Murdoch. He's here. Rambo, this is Murdoch. We're glad you're alive. Where are you? Give us your position and we'll come to pick you up. Murdoch. I'm coming to get you. I didn't come here to rescue Rambo from you. I came here to rescue you from him. Well, we all appreciate your concern, Colonel. I will try to be extra careful. I'm just amazed that he allowed any of your posse to live. 
is that right? Strictly speaking, he slipped up. You're lucky to be breathing. That's just great. Colonel, you came out here to find out why one of your machines blew a gasket. You don't seem to want to accept the fact that you're dealing with an expert in guerrilla warfare. With a man who's the best. With guns, with knives, with his bare hands. A man who's been trained to ignore pain. Ignore weather. To live off the land. To eat things and to make a billy goat puke. In Vietnam, his job was to dispose of enemy personnel. To kill. Period. Win by attrition. Well, Rambo was the best. Fly that thing? Let's find out. Come hunting our asses down when these guys don't show up. We don't need this shit. We're going back to the boat. Let's go. Hey! Yeah, you boys want to shoot. Now's the time. And there's a one of us that doesn't want to be someplace else. But this is what we do. on the wall motherfucking podcast hey we're back in uh all right rambo we're just gonna go chronological yeah i think that's yeah, probably I think the way so. to do it isn't it yeah um okay first of all first up rambo first blood i remember seeing it as a very young kid yeah. um maybe too young Maybe too young. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I'm pretty certain I watched it when I was in England or when I'd first come to Australia. So I'm talking maybe eight it's years about old. the right age to see a Rambo <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I fucking loved it. Yeah. Straight off the mark. It That's was. Right. It was. I remember. I remember the feeling of going, oh, it's not like Dirty Dozen. It's not like Commando. It's something else. Yeah. Um, it was, there was drama. And I think it was the first kind of action movie that I'd ever seen where I was like, 
impressed with the drama of it. Yeah. Not just the action, but the drama. Because like it's an out-and-out action movie. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, kind of unabashedly so. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. That one has a lot of human drama in it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll do a quick uh, synopsis. Yes, just in case there's someone out there. No, no, no. Who's never heard of Rambo. I know. <laughs> but this movie, of course, is called First Blood. First Blood. Yeah, so it's so, not called Rambo no. at all. Or did they change it later on and do Rambo First Blood? They might Blood? have been other ones. Like they did with Rambo 2, didn't they? Well, that's called Rambo First Blood Part 2. Yeah, which is... I th- oh, and we'll get to that, but I think that's confusing. Don't complicate <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, synopsis. John J. Rambo is a former United States Special Forces soldier who fought in Vietnam and won the Congressional Medal of Honor. But his time in Vietnam still haunts him. As he came to Hope, Washington, to visit a friend, he was guided out of town by the sheriff, William Teasel, who insults Rambo, but what Teasel does not know... That his insult angered Rambo to the point where Rambo became violent and was arrested. As he was at the county jail being cleaned, (laughs) inverted commas, cleaned, he escapes and goes on a rampage through the forest to try to escape from the sheriffs who want to kill him. Then, as Rambo's commanding officer, Colonel Samuel Troutman, tries to save both sheriff's department and Rambo before the situation gets out of hand. So this was a synopsis written... By a fan of the movie, yeah, yeah, it's not concise and no, it's not a it's not a critics kind of no, no. But I kind of liked it. I kind of thought it sort of tells the story a little bit more. But um, yeah, okay. Well, well, first off, what's your favourite part of First Blood? Ooh, like I said before, I love the fact that it's a drama. It's a drama slash action, and. I like the fact that... Sorry, I will get to my favourite bit, but yeah, I like the fact that he doesn't kill anyone. Yeah, you that's know, right. There is a death, obviously. Yes. But it's not really it's his not. fault. Um, it's not my fault! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and <clears throat> and that, so I like the fact that just, even though he's been pushed... Yes. Why are you pushing me? Um, he still doesn't actually kill anyone. Well, he right. could. He could kill everyone he quite easily. He could easily kill everyone. But he chooses not to because <clears throat> he's not a bad guy. No. Um, I'd say one of my favourite scenes. There's a few actually, but one of my one of the ones that came to mind straight away is when he leaps off the cliff, yeah, and falls through those pine trees and and then gets to the it's ground. It's a memorable eventually. scene, isn't it? It's hardcore yeah. because it's like that. Um, like that doesn't really take skill of a special forces guy. No. That takes just a desperate act. This is just a desperate act of yeah. a man trying to get away as best he can while he's yeah. being shot at, and manages to survive just because he's. Fucking hardcore, yeah. but just with a cut to the arm. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. But I thought that, I thought that was really cool. And what it said to my young mind is that I could jump, jump off things it. and probably survive. Yeah. So I think that that's why years later, when I became friends with Glenn, that our little group would go on to this thing called Dive Hill. Did you do that with us as well? No. Oh. And we, where we just stand at the top of this hill <laughs> and just throw ourselves out into the mercy of whatever yeah. and, <laughs> and roll and fall and tumble and land wherever we could. Do you, you think a, a major influence on that was a movie like First Blood? I think it yeah. instilled in me that sense of like, um, maybe I'm indestructible as well, yeah. you know, and I can just throw myself into well, danger. it's both good and bad <laughs> for several reasons, I suppose. Yeah. But I can see why that yeah. scene would stick out like that and be memorable, especially to a younger yeah. audience person. There's a like feeling of like throwing caution to the wind to yeah. the extreme. Yes. And I think I've I've done that. I did that up until I had kids. 
I think maybe a little bit as well now, but up until I had kids, it was kind of like, yeah, whatever. Let's yeah. just go nuts and do whatever we want and, you know, throw cautions to the wind, quite literally. <laughs> I think for me, it's actually like the whole start, right from where he first walks down the road yeah. at the opening yeah. and finds out about the last oh, other alive member of his team. Yeah. It's bleak. Yeah. It's really bleak. Mm. Um, so... Because that first section is quite a nice area. It overlooks a lake. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, there's hope. And you can tell with the backstory, there's a, maybe a bit of a plan that they were going to meet up and they were going to, you know, hang out and maybe go hunting or whatever they were going to do. I might help them get some work locally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they yeah. can spend some more time together. So it starts off by, by shattering that last little vestige of hope that he had. Yeah. And then the next sort of scene is just walking along the highway. Yeah. With and his old he, fatigues on. And then he gets a hard time by the sheriff. Who and he's kind of got that, he's kind of got that drifter thing about him again. He does because he obviously had a bit of a plan, and then he's gone. Oh, that's gone to shit. I'll just I'm just going to walk the roads and see what happens. And then, yeah, fucking along comes Brian Denny. But then he even said uh, later to Colonel Troutman that yep. he always he asked the guys at Bragg, mm. um, but they never knew where to find him. So he'd even tried to seek out his former commanding yeah. officer. Yeah. So I feel like yeah, he's a lost soul. Definitely, yeah. He's been trying to find a link with his humanity or whatever. Yeah. And and he's he's got all this unresolved trauma, like yeah, PTSD. PTSD. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is then inflamed, of course, by the yeah. hard ass sheriff's department. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple of them that bully him. And, and that and whole sequence up to where he gets away from the sheriff. Yeah. Where he, he, he topples off the bike, but then he escapes into the truck. Oh, yeah, when he runs up the hill. And yep. uh, the sheriff tips the car. Yeah, it's pretty so dramatic. He, there, he, yeah. he gets completely stopped. Yeah. From the very start up to that part there, yeah. I think he's great. Yeah, it it's is. a relentless kind of. And, and you get those you get those flashbacks as well yep. when he's being held and they're being mistreated. He's being yes. mistreated 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got those flashbacks to when he was in the prison of. Uh, when he was a prisoner of war and all that kind of the stuff. The funny as well. thing was. Um, Watching the because I rewatched First Blood yeah, in too. the last week, yeah. and you know these days they don't cut them anything like that. I mean these are fully streamed movies, yeah. but even now if they streamed uh, streamed it on TV or played it on TV, it would probably be cut. Yeah. Whereas back then they actually cut them quite a lot, so there were a lot. We had it on video, yeah, and we taped it off the TV, and you know did one of those pausing all the ad breaks and everything, and it was cut, and it was also. Uh, dubbed slightly, yeah, yeah. so certain swear words and things were. Removed. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Even "god damn" <laughs> was changed. Oh wow, yeah. Okay. To uh, "god darn," uh, "god darn." Yeah, he says "god darn" something. Oh wow, and there's lots of little parts like that. Yeah, to give and it more of a PG rating, yeah. sort of thing. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's the one we had and watched so many because times. That's, that's the thing. It's not. It's not. Oh well. I mean, it's violent, but it's not overtly violent compared to a lot of movies of the day, even. Mm. Um, but but yeah, and and compared to the other Rambo movies yeah. as well, I guess it's, it's the only instalment where there's not a massive body count. <laughs> Mate, I guess with with ratings and stuff, it comes down to a lot of things. So they're showing you know an attack against the police department in a small town. Yeah, yeah, which. You know, and it showed th- common yeah. theft. You know, like but I remember maybe this maybe like this it. instilled in something in me as well that you yeah. can't trust police. <laughs> no, well, but but he was a pig. Like yeah. Brian Denny, his character uh, Will Teasel. Te- what's Teasel? Yeah, Teasel. Will Teasel. Um, 
because he was obviously a well-liked yes. sheriff in the town. Yes. He was larger than life, uh, and everyone sort of liked him. He was a no-nonsense kind Denny. of guy. Yeah, no yeah, nonsense. I mean, and that was, his, that was the first... He'd been around for a while, yeah. obviously, but that was his most recognisable role. When you yeah. think of Brian Dennehy as an actor, you go to First Blood, yeah. you know. Um, and... What I what really got under my skin was that Brian Dennehy is kind of the good guy yeah. in in the eyes of yes. the town and and his officers yeah. and stuff like that, but he was the one who was the complete ass. So so it sort of took me back to those um, school days where you've got like a bully, who's he might be well liked, yeah. but he's an absolute asshole. Yeah. You know, he's kind of got that like a, he would have been a jock, you know, uh, footy player when he was younger and all that kind of stuff, and a bit of an ego and very arrogant and. Even the way he like smarmily looks at him and yeah, ah, oh, you just I, think. Do you prick. feel like there's a section in it where I mean, yes, it's probably some regret because of what's happened. Yeah, but there's also some guilt from him. I feel like there's some parts because that's Brian Denny. He's a, a great actor. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and so was, there's a section yeah. after he was uh, after Rambo was sort of they presumed him dead, mm. um, where. I think he was feeling a little bit of remorse oh, okay. about Guilt. the entire yeah. situation. He's okay. like, yeah, it's got yeah. out of control, I but now he has to sort far. of save face in a way. Yeah, like yeah. save face, but also some genuine remorse because yeah. maybe he really did know he was out of line. Probably up until his mate got killed. Yes. And then he was like, we've got to fucking kill this dude. Yeah, yeah. Because he just put all the blame on him. Wouldn't And, and obviously wouldn't accept that it, would, that it was his responsibility yeah. in any way, shape or form. You know what I mean? Prick. But so I think the thing that First Blood balances well is that there's a bit of cheese. Mm. There's a bit of cheesiness. But a lot of it is actually well acted. And Stallone does a great job. He does, actually. Um, The only thing I I have an issue with is his little speech at the end. Because I I really don't understand it. I actually watch watch a lot of movies now, like on the phone, with subtitles. Oh, okay. um, Because it's just quieter. Yeah. And then I can actually get a lot of the dialogue. See what he's actually saying. And so basically, I don't, do you know what he's talking about? Uh, he was saying something along the lines of like, um, he doesn't understand the world and it's all pretty... So he, he told a story about his friend, yeah. Dan Forth. Yeah. And they were in Vietnam. Yeah. And his friend oh, and wanted, his to, get his, all over he wanted to get his shoes shone by a shoe oh, shine that's kit. right. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he's like, shine, shine. Yeah. And then he's gone off to get a couple of beers, come back. And yep. the box is wired and blown his body all over the place. Yeah. And then his friend was asking about, you know, um, you know, Johnny, I just want to go home. Yeah. He's trying to hold his guts in. That's it, yeah. But, and it, part of it's kind of funny, but it's so hopeless that it actually is quite upsetting because... Part of me was like, suck it up, He's like, where are my legs? And he's like, <laughs> I give out your legs! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly yeah. how he said yeah. it. And, um... But I, that, I think that he, he did a good job performing it as, I think he threw, as a broken man. I think he threw himself in. Yeah. But I don't know. There was something a bit... I, I hate to say really? it, but I did find that scene a little bit hard to understand and also a little bit comical. I think, yeah. he'd, I think he'd pull it off better now, you know? I think, he, I think it was a moment where he completely got to the end of his tether. Yeah. Troutman was the father figure, yeah. the only person he was going to actually stop and listen to. Yeah. And so then he just collapsed like a child who's had a massive tantrum. Yeah, yeah. And then normally bursts into tears at the end. Yeah. When they're, you know... Hopeless. ...being given a moment to calm down. Yeah. I get it. I just don't feel the execution was quite there for me. And that's my my only um, very... Really? Because I would say Stratman's lines... 
Very slight, only a very slight negative on the whole thing, blemish on the whole thing. Oh, they're not negatives. Yeah, I, I yeah, think they're just, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Troutman's lines a couple of times are pretty funny. They're pretty cheesy. Because, but yeah. that's what he does the whole series. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's that's Troutman. Sorry, for yeah. the three movies. Yeah. Um, because he comes in and he goes, um, I've come to get my boy. Yeah. You know, he says all that <laughs> yeah. stuff. And then when he talks uh, to, to Ethan, I trained him, I fed food. him. Yeah. Yeah, it's got all that. I'd say that makes him mine. And he's just got that. <laughs> it's so over the top. Yeah. But he does it with such conviction. He does, yeah. That you kind of go, good yeah. on you. Yeah. Good yeah. on you, Richard. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but he probably has the cheesiest lines in the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. His little speels. Yeah, but it well, works. Rambo was the best. <laughs> it, it works because it's like setting up and yes. it gives you the backstory it of Rambo. Because if you're watching it, you've got no... Obviously, we've seen it a gazillion times. But if you're watching it for the first time, you don't know who he is. You know, yeah. He just seems like a drifter. So he does all, like of, a that, hobo. Yeah. all of that explanation. I think it's with good. With guns, with knives, with his it's like when the, It's like when the bad guy... Explains his whole plan at the end. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's for our per- for our benefit, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, all right. What do we got here? <clears throat> First Blood, nineteen eighty two, was adapted from writer David Morell's nineteen seventy two novel of the same name. Have you read that? Yes, I've got it. It's brilliant. It's yeah. actually it is actually better than yeah. the movie, which is often the case with books and movies. Morell named the character Rambo after a type of apple cultivated by a seventeenth century Swedish settler named Peter Gunnarsson Rambo. In the book, the character didn't have a first name, but in the movie, he was obviously given the name John. Um, yeah, I didn't know that about the apple. Did you? No. That's cool. That's but, cool. But why? I wonder. I don't know. Maybe Rambo means, I don't know, delicious. Or something. It's synonymous now, though, isn't it? With yeah. 80s action. Yeah. Rambo. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, you wouldn't think of anything else. Um, no, it's that, uh, it's that fruit. It's, it's that, that 17th century apple. Bye, Jay. <laughs> um, Kirk Douglas was supposed to play Colonel Troutman. Right. He would have been a good Colonel yeah, Troutman, actually, but I like Richard Crenna. Yeah. He, was, he was great. Uh, the veteran movie star actually made it to set and appeared in early advertisements for First Blood, but he left production when he demanded the right to rewrite the script, the whole script. <laughs> yeah. Douglas favoured the ending of the book. Yeah. Oh, okay. You, so, oh, sorry, did you say you have read it? They actually filmed it as well. Yeah, yeah. It's actually a deleted scene. Where yeah, they did the ending where I'm getting shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, Douglas favoured the ending of the book and felt that Rambo should die in the end. The actor gave the filmmakers an ultimatum. If the production didn't let him do what he wanted with the script, he would quit. Kochev, the director, yeah. who also did Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kochev and Stallone wanted to leave the door open for the possibility of Rambo to live or die at the end of the movie. So they let Douglas quit. Yeah. Have you seen Weekend at Bernie's? Uh, not for a very, very, very long similar. Time. Yeah, yeah. To similar, Rambo. <laughs> similar, similar synopsis. Yeah, I haven't seen it for a very long time either, right. but it's a good one. Uh, also, I want to give a shout out to um, Chris from God Thinks I'm an Arsehole 2.0. God underscore thinks underscore I'm underscore an um, underscore asshole underscore 2.0 on Instagram. Um, because he lives not very far away from where First Blood was filmed. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So isn't I think it? it was called Hope Washington. The, yeah, the yeah. setting for it. But I think it was British Columbia. But where was it? Was okay, it? right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's um, awesome. Dennehy, uh Yeah, is like I mentioned before, his most recognisable. Yes. Recognised role. Um, I've got a little, well, a bit of a long thing here. Do you want to read it actually? Because I feel like I don't want to take too much of the mic time. 
no, and you're fine, a better man. at reading shit than oh, I am. Okay. So like this is a little bit of a. This is Brian Dennehy on First Blood. So oh, okay. Just from there. You'd have to. The funny thing about First Blood is, oh, the funny. Get the microphone. The funny thing about First Blood is people forget this now, but Stallone, who'd been a sensation, of course, in Rocky, his career had begun to dim a little bit when we did First Blood. Rocky was so huge, and I don't know whether he had done the second one by that time. I think he'd done it, but it hadn't come out, and so he was looking for something else. He'd done some other pictures, but his career had faded a little bit. We went up in the wintertime to frickin' British Columbia and shot an exterior picture in the woods, freezing our asses off in this beautiful little town up there. Nobody really knew what the hell we had. Stallone did it for short money for him. And the guys who made the picture were Canadian. The money guys were from Canada and an old friend of mine, Ted Kochev, directed. I should have known because Ted is one of those guys who's a real old pro. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly what could happen with that project and he got it and we shot it. It took a long time to shoot because of the weather, but when it came out, it exploded, blew up. It was huge. It was a huge success for Stallone and it was a big success for Ted because it was obviously a difficult picture to make. People wanted to see... The, I don't know, the damn movie. They've actually <laughs> asterisked it out. I'll tell you a funny anecdote about that. The original script, which I read and was working on, had Stallone getting killed at the end of the picture. His character, Rambo, I can't even remember how he died in it, he did not want to be captured. He did not want to have to go back to whatever his post-war life had been, and he was killed. About three weeks into the shoot, they had one of these film markets in L.A., the producers and the director and everybody flew down to LA for the weekend and showed a piece of the film. The response, of course, was sensational, both to what Ted directed and what Stallone had done with the character. They came back and said, by the way, you're not dying. We're going to keep you alive. Yeah. Because they were already thinking in terms of the sequel, which turned into what, five sequels? <laughs> all, of this, all of a sudden they realised what Stallone was. He was so loved by the audience that you can put him in the same parts a little bit later. Those two characters, Rambo and the Boxer. He's done 10, 12 pictures, 13 pictures, <laughs> something like that. The point is they discovered that while they were making that movie, that Stallone was uniquely Stallone. What the audience wanted to see with him was what they had seen before, except somewhat different. They wanted him as Rambo, with the problems of getting older, for example. It's the same thing with Rocky, the Boxer. With Rambo, of course, you've got him going off to fight wars all over the world, right? That discovery was made while we were making that picture. The audience's reaction was so sensational to essentially this short that had been made to show them at this market where people come in from all over the world to buy the picture for future release wherever they lived. The reaction was so extraordinary that it led uh, to not only more successful pictures like that, but then 10 or 15 years of his career, which of course has been extraordinary. Well read, my friend. And what a legend. Brian Dennehy was. Yeah. Like, just thinking about him. Like, all the movies, every single movie, I, I can't, unfortunately, I can't, like, rattle them all mm. off that the ones I've seen, but every single one I have seen, he's done a lot of telly movies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He was always great in all of them, and he, he does a really good bad guy. Yes. Because <clears throat> he's, like, he's a likeable bad he's guy. He's a likeable bad guy, yeah. <laughs> he has yes. a certain um, charisma about him. He's actually in uh, one of my favourite westerns, yeah, uh, Silverado. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is too. I watched that recently. And he's well. the sheriff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's and the he's, same kind of... Yes. Yeah, sorry. He, he, he does. He evokes a, 
not the same, but a very, very similar kind of that vibe. arrogance. Yeah. A certain arrogance. A smile a and flair. a glint in the eye. And you go, yeah, yeah. if this guy wasn't such a scoundrel, I'd <laughs> yeah, like I'd him. I'd have his babies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he was, uh, yeah, he died a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, poor bugger. Uh, we'll go to a quick break. Oh, sorry. Did you, um, um, I'll, I'll throw the question back at you. Yeah. Um, what's your favourite scene from First Blood? A favourite scene yeah. from First Blood? Yeah. I would have to say... It's always the sort of pivotal moments, and I think it was probably where he pushes Teasel. He's taken out all the other sheriffs, yep. all, the, all the other deputies, oh, yeah. and he's pushed him against the tree, and he's all camouflaged and muddy, and he's got the knife against him, and he hasn't seen him since he first escaped, yeah. I don't think. No, no. Suddenly he's there in the woods. Not he's, up close, anyway. He's yeah. taken out everyone else, yeah. and, he, and then he just pushes him. He's like, don't push it. Yeah, don't push it. I'll give you a You won't believe. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. and then he just let it go. Let him go. Let yeah. it go, and then just disappears. Yeah, and uh, Teasel breaks down. Well, so why do you think Teasel couldn't let it go at that point? Because he he was in Pride. too far. Pride, pride. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it indicated in the book that he was a Korean War veteran. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. and so he had his own military experience. Yeah, yeah. and his own. I guess maybe his own attitude about the Vietnam War yeah, okay. as well. Yeah. So I think there was just this pride about it. Yeah. He didn't want to let this kid, yeah. this filthy ex-soldier kid who'd been in the wrong war, come back and dictate to him how he was supposed to manage his town. So therefore, do you also think, like obviously he's the boss of the town, he's, yeah. got, the, he's got the Korean War uh, experience as yeah. well. Do you think it was almost like a competition then? Became like... Okay, so this special services guy apparently is he? You know, like when you work somewhere and you might have the salespeople, yeah. and then you've got the warehouse people, yeah. and there's always a bit of rivalry between them where they're like, fucking stuck up salespeople or fucking bogan, fucking you know, warehouse people. There's always a tension between different, not just that, but different departments yeah. at different companies. Do you think maybe there's a sense of that there with? Teasel and Rambo that or more coming from Teasel's side he's like fucking upstart thinks he's better than us maybe you know and I yeah. think maybe I mean I, I don't know if it was written to represent it or anything but it's like Teasel because a lot of the other deputies are either impartial yeah or his friend is just a bit more of a maniac yeah yeah Teasel's not a maniac He's clearly got a prejudice. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. I feel like he is to represent what the American people were oh, to a lot yeah. of the soldiers who Deep. returned from yeah. Vietnam. Yeah. Because yeah. they weren't accepted open up. That's right, yeah. Majority I'm sure their families were happy to see them. But I think the American public on the whole... Yeah, they were called baby killers and all yeah, sorts of all things. all sorts yeah. of stuff. And I think... They were that, spat on when they came back from the airports. And because of the way Vietnam was exited yeah. and ended... Yeah. And, and a lot of the, I guess, the stories that came back from there. Yeah. Um, it was just, it, it had a terrible uh, flow-on effect. Yeah. And so I sort of feel like he represents the ups, sort of the, the very pr- proud American people who, yeah. Yeah. Ha- up until that point, had not lost anything. Yeah. And yeah. I, I know there'll be people who probably disagree. <laughs> um, but I guess... For all intents and purposes, Vietnam was was a loss. Yeah, but you still, know, America, fuck yeah. The, the well, the country <laughs> then you know essentially left. Yeah, and it was left to be controlled by the communists. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, for whatever you think, that's that's a fact. Yeah. So the, I guess it was this attitude from this other veteran, 
who was more proud yeah. and had fought a war where it had been somewhat successful. Decisive, yeah. And, oh, well, a little bit more. I yeah. mean, it, yeah, sta- true. it stayed divided. True. But you know what I mean. It, yeah. it, it kept communism at bay. Yeah. This one didn't. Yeah. So I feel like it represents a huge attitude towards the soldier. Rambo being all of the soldiers and Teasel being all of those Americans with that more kind of flag out on the front lawn. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah, America Patriotic. is king kind of yeah. attitudes. Yeah. Or it could have been a shitload of sexual tension between Teasel and Rambo. That's that's a theory, mate. That's it's an a inter- bloody theory. It's an interesting theory. <laughs> he did say clean him up, so he intended him for him to be nude, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. They all enjoyed those scenes. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll, uh, so we done with First Blood then? Yeah, I think so. Oh, well, what's your rating for First Blood? Oh, good question. I think if we're talking movies in general, yes, across the spectrum, yeah, I'd probably say a four, okay, a good strong four. But if we're talking of the Rambo collection, yeah, yeah. we're talking five, about okay, five. yeah, five, fucking five. Like I was going to argue. Yeah, I've given it a four point five out of five yeah, as a good. movie that's and a, as a Rambo. Yep. Okay. I'm, I'm going to mark them as basically the one. Yep. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll go to a quick break and come back with Rambo two. Okay. Hey, this is Jamingus from Instagram, and you are listening to the Fly on the Wall podcast with Luke and Big Waz. Check out Jamingus on Instagram for some free stickers at J-A-M-I-N-G-U-S underscore. And don't stop listening to the Fly on the Wall podcast. Peace. You are listening to Fly on the Wall podcast with me, Luke. And me, Big Verus. Uh, we are talking Rambo tonight, episode one, two, three, four, five uh, of the Rambo franchise. It's a Rambo special. It's all about Rambo. Um, hope you're enjoying it so far, guys. We're going to move on to Rambo 2, First Blood. No. Rambo, <laughs> First Blood, Part, part two. 2. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, do you want to give us the synopsis if you've got it there? No, I don't have a synopsis. Do you want to give it... Okay, just give us your own synopsis. Yeah, go for it. So, following the events of Rambo 1, Rambo has had to serve... um, I think he was sentenced to 10 years in like a working prison, a prison camp sort of situation, um, where he spent, I think, four years, because it's it's set in 1985. Mm. Um, Oh, no, sorry, three years. And Troutman (laughs) comes to visit him at the very start with a, a deal. We've got a mission for you. If you come and do this mission, we can, we can actually shorten your sentence by a hell of a lot because he says you couldn't possibly want to stay here for another five years or whatever mm. he says in it. Um, so Rambo is given a mission basically to be sent into Vietnam, into the same area where he was held captive during the war, um, which is where he, of course, experienced a lot of his PTSD moments. Yeah. And to take photographs if there are American POWs present in these camps. So this would be roughly 10 years after the Vietnam War ended, is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. <coughs> I can't actually... I couldn't tell you off the top of my head when the Vietnam War ended. But oh, the fall of Saigon... 73? Yeah, something maybe? like that. Yeah. But yeah, sort of, it is, it is after it by a long way. Um, but it was also a current... It was an issue. Yeah. It was something remember, that yeah. was spoken about. I remember reading about that, yeah. And yeah, it was something that... Um, was kind of in the minds of some American people, and I think that that's what they tried to do. They yeah. they wanted to deal with an issue. Nineteen seventy five was the fall of Saigon. Oh, seventy five. So, so, so obviously not really having a choice 
Well, the, he was stuck between a rock and a hard place, basically. Yeah, funny enough, because he was yeah. actually jackhammering rocks <laughs> yeah. at the start. <laughs> yeah. uh, and a, and there was a wire fence on the other side. So ah, it was a rock and a hard place. Go, there you go. Okay, so he accepts that mission. Yeah. And it, it, it picks up pretty quickly. Yeah, it does. Because yeah. he's sent into Thailand. He meets the uh, CIA or bureaucrat that's kind of heading up this kind of clandestine uh, operation. Murdoch. Murdoch. Yeah. Um, but Troutman is is part of the rescue team that would yeah. come in and pick him up afterwards and extract him from the site. He's got more of an advisory role, Troutman. He does, he? and yeah. you f- sort of find that out that he thinks, I think, that he had more control than he does. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're like mercenaries, the, the people that are working for this. I'm guessing they're CIA or something. Yeah, yeah. They're not supposed to be there, but they're operating Pricks. in there. Yeah. Um, Rambo goes in. Uh, there's a few issues with his arrival there. Yep. They presume him dead. And so they sort of consider shutting down the whole operation until they uh, get a response from Rambo uh, saying that he'd found POWs. Yeah. Uh, and going against orders, he actually rescues one from a like a... Well, he's, been, he's tied to a cross of bamboo. Um, and so he rescues him, brings him back as proof. They decide to then leave him there because they never wanted him to bring them back. Yeah. They wanted the photographic evidence so they could decide then what to do with it and fuck yeah. around for another, you know, how, who, who knows how long. And obviously touched a bit of a nerve for Rambo. Just a slight one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they've, yeah, they've found out that the Russians are involved. Yeah. There's some torture. And then he loses his shit yeah. because the operative that he's been working with, uh, Kobala, gets shot and she right. sort of, um, I guess, Made, you know, very slight, Mild romantic. Yeah, romantic feelings. That's, that is a pretty cool bit where, like, he has, Straight a, bit away. Of, he has a bit of a DNM with her. Yeah. And then you know it's coming. And yeah. she's dead. She's dead. <laughs> but that's where, and, and that's where it really turns into full blown action mode. Yeah. Um, where, again, everything that he even thought was mildly close to him yeah. is taken from him. That's right. Yeah. Um, and All he bastard. proceeds to go into what most people would identify now as the Rambo yeah. sort of system. Beast mode. Which is, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it happened in First Blood with the town. Yeah. And, yeah. and this one, it goes even probably further. Yeah. Um, they had to. Being a sequel, they had to right. take it up a notch. He yeah. takes the, the situation into his own hands. Yeah. And he ends up returning with all of the remaining POWs in a stolen helicopter. Yeah. And goes into the CIA encampment and directly confronts Murdoch and that's kind of at yeah. the very end of the movie. That's it. Um, the man who wrote the original screenplay uh, mm. for what would become Rambo First Blood Part 2 was James Cameron. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I did. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, yes, James Terminator Titanic Avatar Cameron. He wrote a first draft under the title First Blood 2, The Mission. Cameron's script had the uh, same basic structure of the film Sorry, of the first film, but he gave Rambo a humorous sidekick. <laughs> Did you know that? No. The, produ- <laughs> the producers allegedly wanted Tra- John Travolta to play Rambo's right. partner. Okay. Travolta had been considered for the role of John Rambo uh, for First Blood prior to Sly's casting. Okay. That would have been an absolute fucking flop. Yes, it would have been. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mind early Travolta. Yeah, yeah. But not as a fucking Rambo type character. No, no. But Stallone... Imagine him staying alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but Stallone vetoed the idea as he allegedly didn't like that the sidekick got all the cool dialogue. Mm. Of course. Now, Sly, love him or hate him. 
Um, there's an ego there, but yeah. I kind of like his ego. It's a lovable kind of ego yeah. that he's got. You know, I, you can't help but just go, oh, but it's sly. <laughs> um, he's allowed that. That's right. Uh, Cameron had fleshed out the uh, prisoners of war with elaborate backstories that were to be revealed over the course of the film. Stallone cut most of the POW's backstory to the point where Cameron claimed that they might as well have gotten to the jungle to pick up a six-pack of beer. So obviously a bit of, bit of tension between right. the two. When the film was released, the political content of the movie was considered controversial, mm. with many feeling that Vietnam War that the Vietnam War was altered to look and sound heroic. Cameron, now post-Terminator success, was quick to comment that he only wrote the action scenes and that Stallone <laughs> wrote the politics. Right. I think that uh, this is what uh, Stallone said at the time. I think that James Cameron is a brilliant talent, but I thought the politics were important, such as a right-wing stance coming from Troutman and his nemesis Murdoch, contrasted by Rambo's obvious neutrality, neutrality, um, which I believe is explained in Rambo's final speech. I realised his speech at the end may have caused millions of viewers to burst veins in their eyeballs but rolling them ex- and rolling them excessively but the sentiment stated uh was conveyed to me by many veterans um right. also in Cameron's original draft it took nearly 30 40 pages to have any action initiated right. and Rambo was partnered with a tech uh savvy sidekick so it was more than just politics that were put into the script there was also a simpler storyline if James Cameron says anything more than that, then he realises he's now doing the backstroke badly in a pool of lies. <laughs> Ghost alone. Yeah. This is why you're awesome, buddy. You don't fuck with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're um, in a pool of pig shit. And I think, look, I mean, it's a straight-up action movie. Yeah. Yes, there's a bit of politics in there. Only yes, there's, little. you know, the, the whole uh, backstory of the, yeah. the POWs, but it really, I don't know, for me, for my young... You know, yes. juvenile minds. Right. It was just blood just and gore cool. and action and revenge, and he was saving people. <laughs> that's right. It gives it gives you someone to care about who's helpless, yeah. and that's these prisoners who yep. look sick and weak. Yeah, that's right. You've got Rambo, who's strong, fit, and angry, able bodied, and, and the there's all these out. nasty people all around them trying to hurt them. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he comes in and sorts it out. I've got to say, as a kid as well, I, mm. I was so happy. That the mild love, in, love interest didn't last at all. Because <laughs> you know what it's like? So many movies where there's some love interest side story arc and it just fucking flattens the movie. You just go, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> what, I think is, uh, what I think is nice about that, and, and we'll talk about it obviously in, a lot, in some of the sequels, mm. is that she was his ally and she was definitely an equal in some regards in mm. terms of her conviction and her dedication to it. Yeah. Um, and she comes back and makes sure that she rescues him because she sees the abandonment mm. up on the extraction point and she hangs around yeah. and goes back in under the guise of a, of a prostitute yeah. um, to rescue him into mm. the, the lion's den, so to speak. So, Which is how I rescued you from your first circle of friends in high school. That's right. I disguised myself as prostitute. a prostitute, yeah. <laughs> um, came into your circle of friends. They all touched you up for a while. You. They yeah. touched me up for a while. I, yeah. just, I just swallowed you that let. down, quite literally, <laughs> until I was able to save you yeah. from a life of dreary fucking geekdom that yeah. you were headed for. Now, you've still got the geekdom with yeah. us and yeah. our little posse. Yeah. 
but, but I'm happy. A, there's an edge there. Yeah, so yeah. it's a happy edge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks, anyway, for, yeah. thanks for being my co-bella. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, I like that in this, you are the prostitute. Well, you are the, sorry, you're not the prostitute. Yeah, Vietnamese you're, prostitute. You're the, no, you're the, you're the Vietnamese agent. Yeah. And I'm Rambo. That's right. Yeah. That's important. Yeah, you'll always be my Rambo. <laughs> um, um, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, no. I, you continue from there because I'm just going to keep rambling. Let's keep um, it concisely. Very yeah. concise at the moment. Well, it's, it's, it's in context. Uh, after the ambush as Co Bayo, is that her name? Bella, I think. Oh. Co Bella. Played by Julia Nixon, died in Rambo's arms. There was originally a triple zoom in shot while Sylvester Stallone screams, No! Oh, Echo three times, No! 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, I'm glad they decided to do away with that. Well, during oh. test screenings, audiences started laughing at this point. So it was re-edited for the released version. <laughs> no! 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 <laughs> um, during, uh, during... Oh, this is sad. I can't believe it made it that far. Yeah. <laughs> to a test screening. I really can't. Yeah. During filming, special effects man Clifford P. Wenger, or Wenger, Junior was accidentally killed by one of the film's explosions. The movie was dedicated to him. I didn't know oh, that. Okay. Did you know that? No, no, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, it's a bit sad. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, going to jumping over to uh, favorite scenes. Yes. It was when Clifford died. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Was yeah. I think it's the same as yours. When you got the lightning, yeah. everything is murder. Yeah, yeah. You do it. Well, because it's a it's a perfect little build up. Because you're thinking, what is he going to do? He's just been electrocuted to within an inch of his life. Yeah. He can see, he's just caught a glimpse of Co through the timbers. That's right, yeah. And so he's, he's listening to Mur- He's asked for Murdoch. And then you get that cheesy but awesome like thunder, the rippling <laughs> arm muscle tightening up. He's like, Murdoch, I'm coming to get you. <laughs> and then just swings the mic at the, at the officer. Yeah. And then punches the other guy and smashes him into the um, the mattress yep. wire to electrocute him completely. That's right. Yep. And then taken off. Yeah. And it's a brilliant scene. It's it just yeah. all of a sudden it's gone from complete silence to that little moment, yeah. and then it just it's off from even, there. Evening the evening the tightening of his hand, I think, yeah. on the grip of the oh, knife. It's, that's yeah, it's that's, on the microphone. Oh, sorry, the microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even that's even that's cool. But it's a cool little spot, isn't it? It and is. And then you get the profile of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's yeah, like you said, the the, the key thunderbolt and lightning. There are lightning. moments in movies where if you'd done the triple no, yeah, it would have yeah, it clearly lost the audience. Yeah, that kind of moment yeah. in all its cheese is awesome. Yeah, gives you the tingles. Yeah, yeah, and that's yep. what you want from a Rambo movie. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, have you got any more on Rambo Rambo two? Because otherwise, we can go to a break and go to with uh, Rambo three. No, I just think we should rate it. Yep, uh, and yeah, if there was any other favourite scenes, but it's to me, it's like it's an experience. Yeah, there's just bits that I love. It's one big favourite scene, I think. Yeah, I yeah. love it. There's a few realizations where oh, and I love the bit where he's flying the helicopter out of the prison camp after all of that destruction, and then he radios Wolfden. Yeah, uh, with that news. Yeah, that he's pre- prepared for the arrival. Of American POWs. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Murdoch kind of sort of shrinks away and doesn't know what to do. And then Troutman steps in, yeah. who'd been pushed to the back. He's like, all right, you heard the man. 
um, let's go. And yeah. everyone like is everyone else wants to do something good. Yeah. All the people working in that CIA like encampment. So all of a sudden it's it's yeah, this is great. It's and it's all a go. bit yeah, 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 like fist pumping and in da, 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 But it is da, 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 da. it is really cool. Because you're yeah. like, yeah, this guy's just single handedly. Yeah. They left him on a hilltop. <laughs> yeah. He's just single handedly done. That this. particular scene as well, when the chopper starts yeah. to come down and then oh. it takes off again. That's heartbreaking. You go, fuck, what are you doing? There's a bit about that scene too where he's standing and he's got a muddy AK-47. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he was holding the other guy it's by a desperate, the arm. desperate situation. Yeah. And then he just drops this absolutely wrecked gun to the ground. Yeah. And you could, that's obviously his surrender. Yeah. But yeah, that's a great little scene it as is. well. Yeah, it is. There's, heartbreaking. There's so many bits. It's great. Uh, okay, what's your rating, Big Fella? I bet I can guess, guess what it is. Well, I don't I know. I reckon it's a five. I actually gave it a 4.5 as 4. well. 4.5 as well. Out of 5. Mm, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, I would go... Okay, so we're staying with... I, I think I'll, I'll continue with my rating with your system. Theories, yeah. So for a movie, I would say a 3.5. Right. For a, out of the Rambo movies, 3.5 as well. You're a dog. <laughs> 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 um, now, uh, in this little break... Yeah. Um, I should have done it in the last break, but we'll do it in this break. Um, I've got JP from Teen Centre Podcast hey. giving his views on why First Blood is such a fucking brilliant movie. Well, thank you very much, JP. It'd be great to hear what you think. Really appreciate it, JP. Uh, for our listeners, go and check out Teen Centre Podcast. Um, it's T-E-E-N-C-E-N-T-E-R. Type that into Spotify or iTunes or whatever, and you'll find it... Um, it's basically a bunch of dudes sitting around talking shit like we yeah. do. Probably better, though. Probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's a probably about it, though, is there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They go deep as Just well. better. They go deep on their relationships. Yep. Um, especially Ricky Bones. Yeah. Um, they talk about his experiences with girls and, and heartbreak. and it's it, What's cool, and I might have said this before on the podcast, on our podcast, is what's cool is that they're all... It, they, they're like us They talk shit They talk about movies They yeah. talk about pop culture They talk about whatever the Dorky stuff yeah. You know um, They're rude They're crass They're funny They're nuts You know But They've got hearts of gold Yeah And they, they've got good souls You know And I like that I like that The more you listen to it The more you see them For You're who like they really everybody. are yeah, as people too. Exactly. Just, yeah, yeah. Like, and I, and I, and I guess not not in an arrogant way, but that's where I guess we draw a bit of a parallel. That I mm. think we can be. I'm a nice guy, <laughs> and you're crass. I'm rude, crass and arsehole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but hopefully, yeah. Obviously, everyone's falling in love with you. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully, over 146 episodes, they might go. Actually, I don't, I don't think Luke's as bad as what Big Was yeah. makes out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, sure. I will uh, play his little thing now for us. Great. And again, thanks, JP. Cheers. Hey boys, it's JP from the Teen Center Podcast, giving you my take on why I love First Blood, the original Rambo movie so much. In a nutshell, this is one of the seminal movies of my childhood, of growing up, and it introduced one of the iconic uh, action movie characters of all time in John Rambo. But it's such a different movie from what the series went on to become when in Rambo 2 and 3 and obviously, uh, you know, 
the later iterations of the series, it became just a huge propaganda film. A, you know, a showcase of why America is always right and everyone else is wrong and us fighting against our communist oppressors. But the original movie is, while it's a great action movie with great set pieces and practical effects and explosions and gun battles, it's really a study in in PTSD and the effects of post-traumatic stress disorder and what a... Vietnam veteran specifically was forced to deal with when they came back to the country after fighting, uh, you know, in Southeast Asia, the horrors they had to deal with, the ridicule, the, uh, you know, just coming back to a country that wasn't ready for them, wasn't ready to support them and didn't show them the support that they uh, deserved when they were over there doing something that they weren't chosen to do in many cases, but were forced to do by being drafted. So, while it's a great action movie, it's also uh, a character study, and it's driven by, you know, themes and uh, people that you actually care about, and you uh, empathize with them, you sympathize with them, you uh, get a glimpse into what they're going through, and you really care about it. So, the reason I love First Blood is because, again, not only is it a great action movie and it's got all these, uh, you know, again, the great practical effects, the, you know, the explosions, the gun battles, the machine guns, everything that you went on to love from a Rambo movie, from the Rambo series, but it also has an element of humanity in it and it, you know, deals with themes that are deeper than I'm just trying to, you know, shoot everybody that is on the opposing side. The movie makes you think, it makes you emote, it makes you uh, feel for what John Rambo is going through. And it really, you know, it spans the, you know, the best of both worlds. Uh, Character study, uh, story driven, great plot elements, and also eye candy and letting you watch things explode and great gun battles and stuff like that. So that's why it's always been one of my favorites uh, not only of the 80s, but, you know, all-time action movie fave, First Blood, the original Rambo story, the best Rambo story. Frankly, if you saw that one and you didn't see any of the other ones, you uh, wouldn't really be missing anything. So if you haven't seen it, seen it, check it the fuck out. It'll blow your mind. Uh, even though it was made in like 1980 or 81 or 82, it'll blow your fucking mind. Give it a whirl. Give a whirl to the fucking the fly on the wall podcast because those boys are killing it. They're funny. They're they'll make you laugh till you shit your pants. And if you can give a listen to the Teen Center podcast because myself, Nikki Knuckles, Bone Hove, we're always here to fucking take you down the rabbit hole of fucking wacky. So if you want to give us a listen too, find us wherever you uh, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever, and. Uh, Yeah, keep on rocking in the free world, people. Peace! Yeah, it's kind of like flies walking all over my body. (laughs) We were just discussing on the break, uh, Warren made a good point, actually, that Rambo 2 brought back um, 
predominantly, I suppose, young boys. Might be young girls out there as well. Oh, but yeah, brought sure. back the thrill of playing army. Yeah. So I was a big fan of Dirty Dozen and, yeah. and a lot of old war movies, right? Because that's what I grew up with and cowboy movies and stuff like that. And what it did for me watching the old uh, war movies was made me drag out all the plastic army men. Yeah. You had the grey, the green, basically. Basically the good guys and then the Nazi cunts. Yeah. <laughs> Hello to all our Nazi uh, party members out there. Thanks for your listening. And I loved it. I loved doing that. Spread them all over the the rug and all that kind of stuff. But Rambo made me go, I can put a headband on, get all my toy guns out (laughs) and take everyone out. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you were lucky enough to have brothers growing up. I did, yes. And run around with them and, and do all that kind of thing. I was on my own pretty much for quite a long time until... Um, a bit later in the day it, when I made friends with Glenn and some yeah. other boys and we eventually got together a group called the Rat Pack and we would run around wearing headbands yeah. and guns. You went a lot <laughs> further than I ever did. Let me just say that. And we, we carried it on for too long. We were, it was like year seven, eight and nine. We were doing this shit. Yeah. And I, you rescued um, me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Rambo 3. Yeah, Rambo 3. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, I think just oh, from, from our perspective as young fellas, you know, getting into action movies. Yep. I think, again, we'd always liked them. But yes, Rambo would have been the movie that made us go and grab it. We had camouflage pants. Yeah, cool. We had, um, like, because you could buy little sets from, like, show bags and stuff. Oh, show bags. That were yeah. Rambo. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Bow and arrow. Yeah, you get yeah. the bow and arrow. You might get, like, a, the little green... Um, like Buddha necklace that he gets oh, off her, okay. yeah, yeah, off yeah. her, and the dog tags and stuff like dog that. Dog tags, well. yep. and like like a little plastic knife, like yep. his knife. Yep. But yeah, we would start making wooden guns, and we used to get Dad to use the jigsaw saw. Oh yeah, cool. to actually cut out all these you know fantastical things like yeah. an AK or a, like a pistol. Uh, I'm not sure we ever had that, but we did have a bazooka. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What'd you use for that? Like PVC, PVC pipe? PVC pipe. Yeah, nice. And Dad yeah. even put like a like a piece of dowel in there, like a shell. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, we loved it, yeah. you know, because we had this whole arsenal of, of timber weapons. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, that's was, awesome. it was a lot of fun. And we did used to get um, right into it. Did you use like dirt bombs as like dirt clubs as um, grenades? They were the best because they would explode when you throw them, you know? Big chunks of dry dirt. Probably. Yeah, that was cool. But, I don't know, it was more like, I'm sure my brother probably made some stuff out of like food colouring and water oh, and stuff cool. and then actually yeah, threw that. Awesome. I think he had yeah, little water bombs with balloons Oh and yeah, things. yeah, cool, nice. That was probably another popular one. Yeah. Because um, he had a little satchel he used to wear and yeah. that was like your ammo pack. Is this the Scorched Earth brother? Scorched Earth. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> How did I guess? Of course he had high explosive <laughs> as a toy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we used to yeah run around the backyard and. Uh, snipe and was you know, it? How did you play? Was it all three of you against each other, or did you pretend s- there was bad guys climbing over the fence? Yeah, or? a little, a little of everything. Yeah, really. okay. Yeah. yeah, you just create a scenario. Did it, did it get quite serious? Like, yes. Like, no, I fucking yeah, shot you. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because <laughs> how do you prove it? You know, <laughs> that's where playing on my own, I was always the winner. <laughs> Very sad. <laughs> uh, you got used to that pattern, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Expected victory. All right, Rambo 3. Uh, the synopsis. Okay. Rambo mounts a one-man mission to rescue his, his friend Colonel Troutman from the clutches of the formidable invading Soviet forces in Afghanistan. That's it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Pretty straightforward. It's a pretty straightforward 
story slash mission. And I think reading some of the reviews and stuff like that, that was a lot of the criticism of yeah. Rainbow 3, that it was a bit too sort of stock standard. Like, okay, here's a story. Let's just get bigger explosions and more gunfire and more deaths. You know what I mean? And they kind of push through a, a very weak, mild story to get to the action. But yeah. I don't know. Watching it recently... There was a little bit more than that. I, I, yeah. They talked about a few things. I think... If you think about it, yes, okay, they simplified it. But yeah. Rambo stayed in Thailand. Yeah. After the events of two. Number which two. Which makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. Troutman then finds him again working in a monastery. Yeah. And and the money that he'd raised from the stick fighting, stick which fighting. was a pretty yeah. cool scene. It's a very cool scene. He's fucking buff as well. Yeah. Like I mentioned last week's episode, he is taut, man. Yes. Like he's... Because he's not a massive guy. No. But he, he obviously is very, very He's fit. lean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's a really snappy way to start the whole movie, with yeah. that whole introduction. Uh, and then Troutman actually wants him to help him. He wants yeah. to join him on that mission. That's right. Yeah. And help him deliver he's got the these. Dude, who's that dude who's in Total Recall? Yeah. Uh, he loses his arms in Total Recall on the lift. Total Recall? Is it Total Recall? Or Robocop. I think he's in Total Recall as well, isn't he? No. Man, who's the guy that has the... He's no, on the Michael lift. Michael Ironside. No, no. It's, oh, uh, is it? Oh, I can't remember okay. this guy's name, but I know it's, he's in Robocop as the bad guy. Yeah, okay, yep. Yeah. And, and he'll fly, the, Bobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's in this one as like an advisor. What's happened to him? Where's he gone? Is he Well, dead? he was in that uh, that 70s show for a long time. Oh, he was too. Yeah, yeah that's that was right. like his main gig there yeah, for a long yeah. time. That was going for a while, that show, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I know, uh, look, he was... He was just a brief part in this, but he's, he always grabs the screen, that yeah. guy. He's got a certain kind of dyn- dynamism. Do you think, uh, dynamism? My, my train of thought went uh, 70s show Ashton Kutcher to Mila Kunis. No. Do you think she's... No? She's not oh. your cup of tea? Well, I'm back to Rambo 3. Yeah, but Mila Kunis. Yeah, Mila Kunis is... <laughs> she's, very, she's very attractive, yeah. yeah. Yeah, something about her. Yeah. Yeah. But could she... Go and rescue a whole bunch of POWs from a Vietnam... I think her and I together, Yeah, if we weren't too distracted, okay. I think we could. Yeah? Yeah, we could do it together. That's important. Yeah. 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 Great. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So, bad guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, not bad guy. He was not a bad guy in, in Rambo 3, is he? No, not at all. The, but like look, the CIA... I think he, he felt that he'd found his piece, Rambo. Yeah. Sorry, we're talking about Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to Rambo. He, I think he was just saying, I've got to try and stop this sometime. Mm. You know? And uh, I think quite Tra- happy working on the temple. I think it? that that yeah, but Tra- Troutman in a way kind of he was manipulating him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he was. When you yeah. think about it, and he always kind of has really. Yeah, yeah. Tell him you know you're a you're a, you're a full body combat soldier. Yeah, we didn't make you this fighting machine. We just chipped away the rough edges. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's yeah. got all that cheese at the start there, and I just think just let the man. You know, he's happy. Just leave him alone. He stick fights to get his aggression out. Yeah. And then he gives the money to the monks. Yeah. And then Perfect. he sits on the roof with that silver foil That's stuff. Right. And yeah. he taps that out all day long and he lifts <laughs> yeah. cartwheels and stuff. He's happy. He's happy, Trevor. Leave him. I love but, I love our like the the wagon fix at the beginning with yes. the wheel. It was like the simplest thing. Yeah, we didn't do anything. He just he, lifted he it on. And he hit it with a hammer. Yeah. And then he spun the wheel. But there's no oh, pin. Oh, it's fixed. Yeah, there's no pin. There's <laughs> yeah. nothing to hold the wheel on. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't understand Stick to that killing either. people, Rambo. Yeah. You, you, you know, don't, you you know wagon builder. You don't understand carts, <laughs> mate. Um, but Troutman did say, I understand. 
yeah. and he didn't push it. He yeah, left. true. But true. because he was then captured, yeah, which that's the motivation. I felt that was a bit feeble. The way he was just, it was just straight away. Yeah, like mate, it just that showed could have been him. in the desert for weeks. Yeah, but I don't know. I felt like it, didn't it was look all that a, way. it was all a bit rushed yes. to just get John Rambo out there doing his of thing. Course. You know, and why not? Yeah, I can see why some of the people were a little bit disgruntled with it because. As an older man, as a younger kid, I didn't care. I was like, yeah, yeah get into it. Blow yeah. shit up. Yeah, kill right. everyone. Yeah, come on. But as an older bloke watching it, I enjoyed it, but I was sort of going, ah, okay. I can see why people were like, ah, you know. <laughs> Look, basically, he's a bit long in the tooth, Trout. Yeah. He's gone over the border. As soon as he got over the border, he's yeah, captured. He's fucked. Yeah. Because yeah. he's not as... He's not as switched on as Rambo. Yeah. He's not as you nubile. Need, that's right. You need you need someone nubile, tight, as you put. <laughs> taut and tight is what you said. <laughs> yeah. Like Rambo to go and handle and some sticks. Sort shit know? out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think also a like, favourite scene. Do you have a favourite scene from the movie that you... Um, not not particular favourite scene, but I love the end battle. Because oh, yeah. we're, we're Troutman and Rambo just facing off against, you know, a good... Chunk yeah. of these Russian soldiers, yeah. and they're just like, okay, let them come. Yeah. You know, <laughs> basically, I think that's cool because I I picture myself in that situation. Yes. I think, fuck yeah, that's exactly what I would do. I wouldn't run away. Yeah. I wouldn't surrender. I'd go out in a blaze of glory. Fuck them. Let's right. go. Let's dance. Yeah. yeah. I got my AK. I got my AK. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, one of my favourite scenes is well, it's it's kind of a different scene, I suppose. It's actually with Troutman. Yeah, and the the Russian officer. Okay. Yeah, and he's like, "No, again, where are the missiles located?" <laughs> and he's like, "Close." And then he comes, How warmer, close? warmer, How close. And he goes, "In your ass." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is such a cool. They've, they've taken the, They've taken the cheesy stuff yeah. in number two and amplified that shit. Dialed as well. it up. Yeah, yeah. Which sure. I thought I like. I like that bit. Yeah. And there's a gun that he. I think he he um, like cocks it, yeah, and he puts it against Troutman's chin, and it looks like a fucking hand cannon. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's like almost like a hand grenade launcher. Oh, that's cool. But um, I don't know. For some reason, as a as a younger fellow, I was always like, look at that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but I've started bleeding from my ears. Maybe my brain's Rainbow. bleeding. Rainbow. Yeah. Rainbow. I don't know what's going on there. Can you see it? Oh, there's like a little nick on you. Oh. Yeah, there, mate. I wonder what that was. Must be that know. pimple or something. Maybe. That's Let's right. have this conversation right. another time. <laughs> if it bleeds, we can kill it. Oh, wrong movie. Wrong movie. Yeah, wrong movie, um, bro. So this movie, Rambo 3, biggest budget and most yes. expensive movie ever made at the time. Yes. Uh, so what was it, 87? 88. 88, right. It was released. A year after uh, Die Hard. Uh, bigger explosions and more, in in, Israel. more intense action. Despite clocking over 200 million worldwide, it was seen as a flop due to its larger budget. Yes. So, big budget, made a lot of money, but not quite. I think it also had the, one of the highest body counts in, in movies for a long time yeah, as well. Until Rambo 4. Yeah, yeah no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> uh, the last Rambo film, obviously, to star Richard Krenner as, yes. as Colonel Sam Troutman. He passed away on January 17th, 2003, before the fourth film could be made. The fourth film, Rambo, 2008, was dedicated to his memory. And obviously they had like um, flashbacks yeah. and bits and stuff yeah. with him in there. We'll get to that, actually. Um, Marlon Brando, I didn't know this, was offered the role as Colonel 
Zaysen, the main ah, antagonist. Ah, Zaysen. Yeah. Um, it's quite a long story as right. to why he didn't take it in the end, but yeah. there was a bit of bad blood between Sylvester and Brandon, right. Marlon Brando in the end. Um, been Mark an interesting change. Dijonge. Yes. The guy that actually did play Colonel Zaysen. Yes. Um, one night in Paris, forgot his keys, went out and about, forgot his keys. Uh, this was March 10th, 1996. He was 47 at the time. So, forgot his keys, decided to climb the building to get to his apartment. But after arriving at the second floor, he slipped and suffered a fatal fall and died. Oh, yeah, wow. Trying to get his keys. Bit sad, isn't it? That is. Yeah. And he was yeah. quite a, um, in France, he was yeah. quite a, um, a well-known actor. He, did, he was in a lot. He, was in, he did theatre, he did movies, he did television. Um, and he was only, yeah, only 47. So, wow. yeah, bit sad. Yeah, that is very sad. Yeah, poor bastard. Hmm. Interesting little fact, though, about him. Yeah. Um, there's a part where there's that big brutish guy. You remember yeah, that big... it's like the second, in, like the henchman. I'm not entirely Jason. sure he'd pass the Spetsnaz course. Because <laughs> you know, that yeah. reminds me of me, and I'd certainly not pass He's the Spetsnaz course. Big unit, big unit. Um, you remember how Rambo has... He's running through the, the tunnels, yep. and there's that explosion behind him, and it sends one of the splinters oh, yeah, through his, his side. side. Yep. And actually, that on our recording, it was very cut as well, yep. just to go back in time there. Yep. But in the, the full version, he, he has to push out the timber oh, yep. and then cauterise the wound. That's cool. Yep. But there's a bit where he, he catches up with our, our brutish friend, and he just... Basically, bear hugs him around <laughs> yeah. the hips, yeah. and it hurts because of that wound getting oh, all yeah, messed yeah, up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, the fight between them two is pretty cool. He's pretty cool as well. That you, whole you knew it was coming. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that whole fight in the in the caverns is pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool actually. That's so that's the um, that's where he's making a a, a fighting retreat, isn't yes. it? Basically, yeah, yeah. That is cool actually. And yeah. the Spetsnaz are after him, so he sort of had to take on a slightly different tactic. Yeah, and all that in the cave systems yeah. there was really cool. Yeah. yeah, and he had the bow. Yeah, yeah, nice. That's right, and, yeah, and, and using the blue lights as sort of like to. Grab attention oh, that's and right. everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was some, some cool little ideas throughout it. So I I hadn't seen the movie since I was a kid. Yeah. And I was kind of, to be honest, I was kind of dreading watching it. I was thinking, oh, I don't have the greatest... Ma- I, mem- I remember really comparing it to 1 and 2 when yeah. I was younger. You know, I reckon the last time I'd seen it was probably maybe 13, 14. Yeah. And I remember at the time going, it's got nothing on the first one and second one. So all these years later, I went into it with that mindset and I was actually pleasantly surprised. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a it was a good, easy watch. I was just it was late one night, a weeknight here, everyone else yeah. is in bed. Put it on, sat back, just enjoyed it. It was just yeah, it was just good for what it was, you know, just a good action movie. It had everything I wanted to see in it. Um you very obviously very predictable, you know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, even without seeing the movie before. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just took me on a ride and I quite enjoyed it. And I liked that it was a desert setting. I liked all the choppers. They were awesome. Yeah, yeah. The sound on the on the weapons, on the choppers, yeah, was, yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, they, they, um, the sound design was pretty intense, yeah, wasn't very it? very intense. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, no, I thought it was great. There were some issues like he drives a tank by himself yeah. at the end. Yeah. He's able to load, fire, <laughs> and reload the gun. Yeah, yeah. And still drive the tank. Now, I think it's normally they would have a crew of at least four or five yeah, yeah. to be able to do all those things. So he did very well. He did do I know well. he's an elite yeah. soldier. He's, multi, he's multitasking. But man. he jumped into a Russian tank. <laughs> yeah, and, and knew exactly able, what to yeah, do. Yeah, so that always... <laughs> I think my dad had first commented on it, because then he's lying after he crashes into the helicopter. Oh, yeah. 
and then he's lying there on the floor. He's lying. Yeah. And and I think I remember Dad saying, I don't think there'd probably be enough space to lie down yeah. in a tank. But it's interesting you know? though. Like, what do you want? Like, do you what want do it to want? be so realistic? Because really, he'd be dead already. You know what I mean? Yeah. He'd that, be dead in the second one. And that's the thing. So how realistic do you want it? He wouldn't be dead so in the when, second one, mate. So when people... He's nothing, impeccable. In nothing against your father. <laughs> no, no, I know. Got a lot of respect for your father. Yeah. And you. Yeah. But... What do we expect? I'm sort of going, well, yeah. Total realism. It's a Rambo movie. Yeah. Like, a, yes, yeah. <laughs> obviously, he can't really man a tank, a yeah. Russian tank on his own. Yeah. Um, but... It's Rambo, maybe. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. I think there's just those moments of, like, you know that you're not going to believe it. Yeah. But you want to feel like it's, it's, it's based possible. in realism. Like yeah. it's yeah. almost possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah no, even I, with I, two, there's I, a bit yeah. where he jumps out of the water and pulls the guy out of the chopper. Into, oh, yeah, yeah. But the last time you see the chopper, it's still meters it's above the water. So he's he's been able to catapult himself off the the, the base of the water, the bottom of the water. There, special forces training However, is pretty deep intense. It is, pretty intense. He's managed to launch himself yeah. at least a meter or more out of more. the water. Oh, easily more, yeah. And up past the 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 bars of the helicopter yeah. to grab that goes. Looking down. It's <laughs> yeah. an incredible feat and, of athleticism. And I think the thing is, like, say Star Wars, yeah. it's all fantasy. So is everything's it? possible. Is it really? It, well, I, I could argue. <laughs> but it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so you, so and Lord of, the, Lord of the Rings and all these fantastic Robocop. You That's know, history. You're Lord sort of, of going, well, history. it's all, it is all um, fantastical yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. But, and like Marvel movies and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But when something is. Um, Meant to be sort of basic yeah. realism. I guess you do, as especially as an older person, yeah. you do look for those realistic elements. You Just know, little but, aspects. But yeah, at the same time, it's Rambo. I need so. to get over it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Have you got anything else on Rambo 3? Uh, no, I think we should keep on moving through, except for your rating, Luke. I will give it, <laughs> so 3.5 for number two. I would give this a 2.5. Okay. Yeah. I would give it a 3.5 out of 5. Okay. Yeah. Good. Just and probably a lot of that is based in nostalgia. Yeah. I am okay. I'm, I'm happy to admit that. Yeah. It still evokes That's okay. That's still a It key evokes thing. a feel that was still um, through 1 and 2. Yeah. Probably because it's all in that same body of time in the same decade. Yeah. Um it still has the same sort of cheese factor but it still rocks a bit as well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's a lot based on that memory of it. I watched uh, Lost The Lost Boys the other night. Oh yeah. And Exactly the same thing. Yeah. Like, I hadn't seen it since I was a young teenager, and it, I fucking loved it. And right. it was very nostalgic. As soon as the music started at the beginning, I was like, oh, my God, yeah, this is amazing. Yeah. Why haven't I watched this for all this time? And it's so good. I'm going to watch it again in a week or two. I'm, right. I'm actually I'm keen to watch it with my middle daughter. I think what was it like, about it that makes it so cool now? Like it's, it's, it's seeing as it's been so long. It's very 80s, right? Yeah. Um it's very dark. It's got comedy elements. Yeah. Um, and it's got Corey Feldman. <laughs> and Say Keith, no more. Kiefer Sutherland Kiefer as Sutherland. a vampire works yeah. very, very well. Yes. In Young Guns, he's got a softness about him because yeah. he's got a beard. Yeah. But in Stand By Me and in The Lost Boys, yes. he's got a pale, cold, blonde mullet thing going on and he's an, he plays the arsehole very well. Yes. But, that, I mean, that's a testament to his acting skills because in Young Guns... He's very lovable and warm as Doc, yes. you know. So, That's right. Yeah, no, really, really cool. And 
it's got the right amount of gore. Like not, yeah. it's not, it's not as much as I remembered. Actually, right. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was gonna be a lot more gory, but the the stuff they do have is just enough. It really does carry it. Yeah. And what I love as well, and I didn't even notice this in when I when I the first times I'd watched it years ago, is that you don't never see them flying. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Probably about the same age. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I suggest rewatching it. Yeah. Because um, you never actually see them flying, right? Right. But that's kind of cool. You just see it from the victim's perspective. Right. They just hear a bit of a flutter, they turn, and the camera's just yeah. coming at them. <laughs> and it's, oh, man, that's so good. Yeah. It's really, really good. Anyway, we'll go to a quick break, and we'll come back with Rambo 4. Okay. Welcome to episode 146, uh, this is the Rambo special, my name is Luke and my name's Big Was. Let's get stuck into what has to be one of the most violent movies, yes. you reckon? As far as not, not being a horror, as just being an action, straight up action movie. Yeah, as in just a flat out action movie, yeah. It's... I'll get to the body count, but it... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a big one. Um, Alright, the synopsis for Rambo 4. Having long, long since abandoned his life as a lethal soldier, John Rambo, Sylvester Stallone, lives a solitary life near the Thai border. Two weeks after guiding a missionary, Julie Benz, and her comrades into Burma, he gets an urgent call for help. The missionaries have, been, have not returned, and although he is reluctant to embrace violence again, Rambo sets out to rescue the captives from, captives from the Burmese army. That's Fucking it. brilliant. Yeah. Well, they just call him the boatman at that stage, don't that's they? Right. He's just the boatman. Yeah. They don't know anything about his history. Yeah. And that's the difference now. Without Troutman there, he's unknown. To explain it to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's he's a, my that's boy. A huge, that's a huge difference, actually, because yeah. there is no typical setup that yes. we've seen in the other three Rambo that's right. movies. Roughly. And obviously, so. the monastery didn't want him working for them anymore because <laughs> yeah, no, the wheels fell off the cart. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't put pin. Why you put no pin in the wheel? Yeah, that's right. It's like 101. Why gone build? You see you using plenty of sticks at the stick fighting, but you can't seem to work the bloody wheel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the it yeah, it's good. It gives you absolutely no indication of yeah. his history. Yeah. Um and the reveal is pretty cool. It is cool. Because yeah. it's that moment on the it's the pirates, isn't it? The yeah. river pirates. That's right, yeah. And he does almost like quick draw. Yeah. And it's super fast. Oh, hang on. Is that his first moment of violence? Or is that later, after he's already... Oh, no, that, that's, the... his first, that's his first lot of violence in regards to the missionaries. Right. Seeing him yes. in action. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, I'm getting it. And we're getting it back to front? Because then later because on... Because he rescues the villagers running yeah, across the field. that's right. And he's got the bow and arrow. And that's when the, the ex-SAS people see him do It's actually pretty well. fucking cool, oh, isn't it's it? It's so cool. It's so cool. I... I wasn't expecting much when no. I saw this one. I'll agree. And, yeah, it definitely took my breath away. I actually watched it because Glenn said to me, he's, he's a good boy out, Glenn. Oh, he is, yeah. He'll know. He's when the we, movie buff amongst yeah, us. Yeah. He'll know if we'll truly enjoy it or not. He'll right. go, nah, nah, I think you need to watch this. Yeah. In fact, he felt that so strongly, I went over to his place and watched it with him. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was floored 
So you didn't see the movies? No. Oh, fucking hell. No, because... Out there because the noise of that 50 cow <laughs> at the end... <laughs> oh, fuck. It um, shook the foundations of the building. Yeah, right? I'm not sure I was particularly interested at the time. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Which that yeah. surprises me, being such a Rambo fan. Did, was it a case of that you felt he he was past it? Because yeah. he was 63 or something. Yeah, I thought it's, it's just a cash-in. Like, what can they do with this? Oh, okay. Yeah. But I was very, very, very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, surprised okay. can't speak properly. Um, and I think that's part of the, the thrill with this one Yeah Is that I guess a lot of people like us Were sort of thinking Isn't he a bit past it now? Yeah. You know He had and enough roids though And it got him past <laughs> Got him over yeah. the line And he was it? still dyeing his hair at that point Which is a little bit So yeah, okay But even in the nah, actual full movie Full credit to Stallone Even in the actual movie He He looks like he can't handle himself as well He looks like he's got these big cumbersome hand, hands yeah. He looks like he might have arthritis. He's you a know, lot chunkier, isn't he? He's chunky. This, yeah. He doesn't. Look, he doesn't look lean. No. He just looks hulking. Yeah. You know. And he's got his hair over his face yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And I wouldn't say unassuming, but you could almost write him off. Yeah, you yeah. Know? You could almost go, mm, I think he's done. You know. Well, look, even the the uh, cocky uh, British guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sort of has an attitude with him. Yeah, that's know, right. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Thinking that he's seen it all before, and you know, I know you're kind. You know, yeah, don't look at me like that. Yeah, know, all this yeah. sort of stuff. Antagonizing the whole boat ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so you just think, yeah, I guess it's just to make it seem like, and he's a pacifist, Rambo, yeah. really. Yeah, really, he is now. Yeah, yeah. It takes a lot to push him past that point. Yep. Um, I would would have been nice if when the the uh, the ex SAS dude was pushing yeah. him, I would have been good if he was like. Why are you pushing me? <laughs> Quit pushing me. <laughs> but I'll give you a why you won't believe. Um, I think that... It, it, but it sets it up without too much messing around. Yeah, yeah. They they go in with a noble intention, yeah. the missionaries. The whole village gets... And remember, gets, John Rambo advises them not to do it. He does keep saying yeah. it's basically it's a wasted cause. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, they go in with those noble intentions. The whole village gets attacked and, and that's that's slaughtered. Because I hate to bring it up, but do you remember there was like kids, yeah. and stuff as well, it's, and it's pretty graphic. Yeah, and Sylvester Stallone's approach was like, "Well, this is what happens. Yeah. This is real." So he didn't want to shield the audiences from what actually goes on. Yeah, and I guess I guess that could open up the floodgates of criticism. Um, but at the same time, he was trying to also, in his own way, trying mm. to make the world aware of what was going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? He when he, he went and talked to um, um, United Nations about what's a crisis in the world that we're not aware of. Yeah, he actually had sit down conversations yeah. with United Nations because we need to make some money off, it. Um, but <laughs> yeah. also raise awareness. You know, because that's what I'm all about. <laughs> now, I think that the, the intentions are. Yeah, I think there's some nobility in the intentions. Yeah. Because he wants a story that does resonate That's right. with yeah. people in yeah. some way or another. So, yeah, it's obviously something he felt strongly enough about to, to cover. But, yeah. yeah, it was... Um, I think that the reveal with the bow and arrow, with the, the torture so of the villagers, cool. yeah. because you're so taught in the stomach about it, yeah. watching this happen, them being forced across that rice paddy yeah. um, 
with well, they're throughout mines. They're throwing out they're the just, claymores, yeah, yeah, just yeah, into yeah. the into the the muck, and then make them run. Across no it. idea where it is, and yep. then back again. And remember, if you remember the the team, they're yeah. just hiding. Yes. They're just waiting and hiding, and just waiting right. for it to blow over. And yes. then Rambo suddenly starts taking everyone. But he comes out. in with his normal bow. Yeah. So it's not a compound bow. No. It's just a bow. That's right. Yeah. And just taking them out. And, and then, and it's then a great moment. The, um, the SAS dude has a go at him about it. Yes. And he, he points the arrow, pulls back the string, points the arrow at him. And what does he say? Um, live for nothing. Live for nothing. Die for something. Die for something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I think it's is very what cool. his discussion with the lady yeah. uh, missionary sort of amounted to. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had to mention, though, the flashback uh, dream mm. that he has is actually a great little montage. It is a good little montage. Yeah. It's really good. It's yep. snappily edited. Yep. It has a few little like cuts. That's the bit with the, with the trout with trout when you Yeah, I could even off. play it if you wanted. Oh yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. let's do that. Um, because it's actually a really strong piece of like it gives you a brief little history of his trauma. Yeah, for sure. Um, it keep and it, and it obviously in in the um, sense of of bringing up to up to date people that maybe not familiar with the first yeah. three movies. It's good. Yeah. All right. So where's your speaker? Wait. Almost as cool as the mashup that I did at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> I'm sure it, it pales in comparison. <laughs> yeah. But what I liked was that um, Sylvester Stallone directed Rambo 4. Yeah, I was just going to say, the first Rambo film that uh, directed by Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. And I think he did a bloody fair job. He did, yeah. It's, uh, it's very, um, which of course it is, it's very Rambo-centric. Yeah. But yeah. that's exactly what you want from a that's Rambo what you want. movie. Yeah. I like how he sets off the old unexploded uh, bomb. Oh, that's a, that's a, such a cool scene. That's a cool moment. Because that was part of his plan. That was great. He's pretty nimble for early 60s. He's uh, done say. well running through the bush. Um, yeah. The English sniper yeah, he's is great. a great character. Uh, Schoolboy. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's a bit unassuming. Yeah. But then when he starts taking out people in the camp... Yeah, he doesn't fuck around. They are flying across the other side of and the road. And their heads just pop. Like That's a, like I a actually grape love in my mouth that part because it's a detail that okay, it's a little over the top. Yeah, but damn, was it exciting! Yeah, big caliber bullets, so yeah, yeah, and and, and yeah. You as soon as I first saw the first shot hit, yeah, and it was I think it literally yeah bowled them over. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh fuck you! Yeah. I remember I think I saw it with my dad the first time actually, and I remember him chuckling. You know, because yeah. I was like, what are you laughing at? But he told me after. You know the the main bad guy, the, yes. like the general, whatever he is, yeah. right? Obviously, he's already it's already set up. He's an absolute prick. Yes, no one likes him. You know, he's a nasty to the to the civilians, to the villagers, yeah. stuff like that. But Blows them up. But then just to just to take it up mm, a notch, yeah. he takes a young boy into his bedroom yes. for the night, yes. just so that us as the audience yeah. go, 
Now I really fucking yeah. hate him. If you were to disembowel him, John Rambo, <laughs> yeah. I'd fully endorse that course of action. Yeah. I'd be a big fan and of that. Funnily enough, what does uh, he do at the end of the movie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. He disembowels him. <laughs> um, averages uh, 2.59 killings per minute. <laughs> that's awesome. Highest body count of any Rambo film okay. at 81 deaths. Okay. Yeah. What do you, you, you look like you're going... Maybe not as many as I thought. No, because I suppose <laughs> you've got to apply it to the kind of movie you're watching. Yeah. Because you would assume 2012 as a movie would have a massive 2008. Body yeah. No, no, the movie 2012. The oh, movie. sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah the end so of the world. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you say death count, you know, death count in a movie, yeah. that's going to rack up It's going to topple it, yeah. But yeah. Deep if, impact if that we talk- spoke exactly. about recently. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but if... <laughs> If and that's not the Seagal action thriller. No, the Battle of Helm's Deep, I reckon, is more than 81. That's right. But with all humans, maybe orcs and elves in there as well. Does it really matter? Yeah, dwarves. Yeah. Um, but I suppose when you're focusing on an action movie where every thud, bullet hit, popping brain yeah. is a death, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it has a different kind of resonance yeah. or something. What I wonder is, is that written into the script? Like, I'd like 81. I'd like 81. Or as yeah. someone sat there painstakingly watched it in high definition, slowed that thing yeah. down and gone, that's another one. That's another one and counted the tally. Like tallied up all the dead bodies. I'm sure with the editing and everything, because every scene, you know, they'd have blood packs, they'd have um, yeah, yeah, they'd have makeup done. They'd know who's going to die. They, they must have some idea. Yeah. So they must have a lineup of all the extras. Yeah. They go, guys... Uh, <laughs> Thanks for your help this week. Yeah. You've been great. Um, I hope, look, make yourselves at home over at the catering desk. Yeah, help there yourself to afterwards. drinks. Yeah. yeah, at the fridge is Hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. yeah. Go for your life. Cheesy puffs. Today, though, want. after today, we don't need your services anymore because <laughs> yeah. you're all on the death list today. But, like I've always said, yeah. if you're a stormtrooper that gets oh, killed in uh, New Hope or, or Empire Strikes yeah. Back, how happy are you going to be? You're going to be If you're a rider happy. of Rohan who gets an arrow through his throat, yeah. how happy are you going to be? I love it. If you're a, a Burmese bloody nutcase with yeah. an AK yeah. and you get killed off, how happy are you going to be? Precisely. <laughs> yeah. Precisely. But I, um, yeah, I felt that it kind of, it did up the ante in every way, didn't it? Yeah. It was oh, more yeah. violent. Uh, definitely. It yeah. was more kind of, it, it, had, it hit harder. Yeah, it did. The violence hit harder. It did, yeah. They made it more intense, more gory. Yeah. Um, yeah, the motivation was kind of, you were more upset by it. Absolutely. So you wanted to see vengeance. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of, everything you were, was You were up. right behind it. Yep. You know what I mean? You were yep. right behind it. For, uh, not not straight from the start. As soon as that village was attacked, I yeah. think. I actually, as soon as you saw what they were doing to the villagers, run, making them run through the rice fields and stuff like yep. that, you start going, As soon as I saw John Rambo, <laughs> I wanted him to kill something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Rambo was banned in... Myanmar, yeah. formerly Burma, yes. uh, and bootlegs are a hot item. Burmese freedom fighters have even adopted dialogue from the movie as battle cries, most notably, live for nothing or die for something. Well, that's Sylvester, special. Yeah, Sylvester yeah. Stallone himself said, that to me is one of the proudest moments I've ever had in film. Yeah, yeah and the $120 cool. million dollars in <laughs> <laughs> that you pocketed. The first Rambo film where Rambo uses a pistol... Also, oh. the first Rambo film without a helicopter. Ah, good point. <laughs> yes. yes. 
originally, Rambo was supposed to hold the M3.50, the big 50 cal yeah. BMG caliber machine gun. Hold it. Yeah, right. in his hands and fire it. But when fully assembled, the 50 cal weighed 120 pounds. <laughs> Stallone was still capable of holding and firing it, but it was too cumbersome for yeah. quick movements. So they mounted it on the back of the Jeep instead. The floor of the truck was actually ripped out from the machine gun's intense recoil. It took days of near constant firing and hundreds of rounds of 50 cal ammunition to film the final machine gun scene. Wow. <laughs> they just let rip with it. They really <laughs> did, didn't they? <laughs> they just went, okay, um, we've got, we've got uh, 10,000 uh, ammunition casings <laughs> yeah. left. Go uh, nuts. Sly, what do you reckon, mate? Um, we've got about 20 minutes of runtime left. We've got all those blood packs there and a bunch of extras who finished the, the food <laughs> and they're waiting for something to do. What do you reckon? Just shoot them all, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. Kill them all. Why not? Why not? So no, what's your rating for Rambo? I've got to say, I absolutely love this movie yeah. and I know you're going to hate me, Warren, no, no. but I'm going to give it a four like yeah. I did with First Blood. It yeah. does beat... Number two by, by half a point. I understand. <laughs> I understand your reasons. I'm giving it a four as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. It's, no, no, it's kick-ass. I'm a big fan. In fact, that's the only one. Yeah. Oh, no, I've got to watch three again, but I do know three very well. Okay. Yeah. Four yeah. is, uh, along with Last Blood, are the one, you know, I've only watched it maybe, oh, I don't know, maybe three or four times. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think it is time. It's time for me to rewatch it. Since 2008, so what's that, 14 years yeah. now, I reckon I've seen it at least a dozen times. Where? Yeah. Uh, Rambo 3, I've seen twice, I reckon. Yeah. Once when, it, when I was a kid and yeah. once recently. You gotta, you gotta First Blood, I've, I've watched a gazillion times. Yeah. Rambo 2, I reckon I've probably watched over the course of all these years, 30 odd years, whatever. Not enough. Uh, probably at least a dozen times. So there you go. Speaks volumes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. We'll go to another quick break and come back with uh, number five. Check out the Fly on the Wall podcast. Two knobs talking about knobs and a lot more. Uh, if you'd like to email us, you can. The Fly on the Wall podcast, 1-1 at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow our Instagram, please do. I put up funny stuff. I put up little vlogs, stupid things. I put up the movies that I've been looking at uh, this year. I'm up to... I've watched 29 movies this year. It's pretty good. It's r- roughly almost one a day. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a lot. Um, some people say I should probably get more of a life, but uh, no, I'm quite happy. Uh, in the dead of night, everyone's in bed, put a movie on, enjoy it. It's good fun. I reckon you'd... Uh, look, I don't think you're at film critic levels because no. I'm sure they, they probably... That is their life. Yeah. So they do three or four movies a day, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but you must be well on your way. Yeah, I'm just curious to, to see. Some kind I mean, if of I low, keep, low level, so if I shitty. keep this momentum up, <laughs> if I keep this momentum yeah. up, yeah. roughly thirty a month. Yeah, that's what's that? Well, what's six hundred movies? Three hundred and sixty. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, three hundred and sixty movies if you average, you know, wow, roughly one a day. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, doesn't take a mathematician to work out that there's three hundred and sixty-five <laughs> days in a year. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Instead of one a day, I was going, hang on, so it's the 30 a month, there's 12 months a year. <laughs> is it a leap year this year or? Is it? Yeah. I don't um, think it is. I don't it? think so. No. I'm sure there would have been more fanfare about would it. Would you be gutted if your birthday was on the 29th of February? I don't think being gutted would be a good 
kind of nice way. But would you be like, can I be on the twenty eighth then? No. And everyone's like, fuck off, idiot. I feel quite special. And we were, everyone was like, why are you even hanging around us? We don't even like you. <laughs> and you're only eight by leap year standards. So you're not even appropriate for your age. You yes. sicko, get out of it. Should we uh, get into number four? Yeah. Or and Rambo. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. sorry. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't even give the handle. Sorry. That's Very okay. unprofessional. So uh, fly on the wall podcast one one with an underscore between each of those words. And sorry, let's, let's have it again in a Rambo voice though, Warren. <laughs> <laughs> or a Down Syndrome voice. <laughs> At Fly on the Wall PO1. Good man. Uh, okay, Rambo 5. This is the first film where Rambo doesn't wear the iconic bandana. Bandana? Yeah, his bandana, his headband. Oh. Yeah. Uh, David Morrell, author of the 1972 book First Blood, which was adapted into the first uh, movie of the same name, 1982, tweeted... It's good that he's an old man, he's on tweets. Um, Tweeted that he hated the film (laughs) (laughs) after it was released. He said, the film is a mess. Embarrassed to have my name associated with it. He originally started working on an idea for the film with Sylvester Stallone by phone early in pre-production, but Stallone eventually broke off communication (laughs) and wrote the script with another writer, ignoring most of Morel's ideas and his incessant phone calls. (laughs) Nah, I added the incessant phone calls. (laughs) I fucking wrote the book. Yeah, I think Morel gets too much credit for this character. Yeah, just relax, Morel. Great idea, but you're an old man, you've made money, you've got your royalties, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> they obviously bought the rights to the book in the first That's place. Right. I'm sure yeah. he made a pretty. Penny. Sylvester's probably just throwing a dog a bone. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> he goes, Morel, was it? Yeah, David. Okay. Um, any thoughts? Great. Have you written anything yeah, else in the last forty years? Mate? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, first of all, you wouldn't be here talking to me if you'd if we'd gone through with your original plan and killed Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> so how about we start with a thank you? That's right. And then That's we'll exactly go from right. here. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Hashtag we hate David Morrell. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new Twitter handle. Um, uh, what were your thoughts, mate, in general? Because uh, do you share Morrell's Look, loathsome I, 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 cer- I certainly don't think it's a mess. No. I certainly do feel it fits in with the Rambo saga. Yep. Um, it, it, does, it does, I guess, round off his story yep. a little bit. Um, it's sort of a fitting end. Um, it's nice that he had a family there, you know, or a, a semblance of a family yes. family unit. Um, it's nice that he's still got that bit of an edge, and I did like the the bunker sort of scenes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. It it I can't even to be honest with you. I can't even quite put my finger on what it is. Maybe like obviously he can't be like he was. He can't be the Rambo in yeah. number four. He can't be the Rambo in no. number one. He, you know he can't be that guy. So I think as an old man, yeah, with a bit of an edge, yeah, like Gran Torino, Clint yes. Eastwood, it was good. Yeah, but probably the, the probably Eastwood. the probably the weakest link in the, in, Without the, a doubt. in the franchise. Yeah, yeah for me. Without but but it is good, and it's but I guess I guess the proof is I wouldn't revisit it anytime soon. No, I've watched it twice. Um, I enjoyed it more the second time. I think okay. the first time round, I was still it was still you wanted two thousand eight version Rambo. was still fresh yeah. in my mind, yeah. and I was like, come on! But then, of course, you know, you can only do so much. And my hat goes off to him that he stopped dyeing his hair. I think yes. that's a big plus because he's an old man. So yeah. be an old man, yeah. you know. Um, 
but yeah, just just definitely is the weakest link. That's all I can really say. What about yeah. you? Um, took you a while to see it, didn't it? It took me a long time. Yeah, and I only watched it because we were going to be doing this special. Yeah. So does that does that that says to me that you had no real interest in the first place? Then no, I was a bit disappointed that they decided to return to it. I felt that four was a strong enough entry mm. to close the series out with a little bit of class, yeah. a little bit of dignity. Yeah. You know, as violent, as insane as it was, it did exactly what it needed to yeah. to be a Rambo movie. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was thinking, well, at 72 or whatever he was when yeah, he filmed this, that's right. yeah. I don't see how they're going to make this work mm. effectively and believably. But, so in saying that, I agree with what you're saying. Mm. I feel like it did round off his story and whether or not that was needed yeah it, it still does round it off yeah it gives him a family to care about it gives him a, a more grounded kind of responsibility mm. so it shows that he's been somewhat of a father figure and uh, that he's very protective mm. of someone that he's actually had a hand in raising and yeah. looking after so it does show another side of him that, that we've not seen in other movies yeah that's right um, so that was good. I felt like a lot of the ideas were good and some of the scenes were good. They were, yeah. Some good kills. Um, people were very, very kind of up in arms, I think, about how it portrays Mexico. Oh, okay. Because yeah. it's, a, it's quite a simplistic yeah. uh, vision of it. Yeah. And he seems to cross the border without any issue. So there yeah. was also this kind of he supports Trump kind of idea oh, about okay. building the wall. Right. Because they're just crossing. He, remember he drives up to the fence and he looks at it? That's right. And yeah. he just drives through it? Yeah. That's the Mexican-US border. <laughs> but it's Rambo. that spot. It's Rambo. Yeah, that's right. You can do that. <laughs> but he just nips from Arizona down to Mexico and back again. <laughs> and within minutes of meeting her father and basically being told he doesn't give a fuck, she's the father's an arsehole, kidnapped though. and sold into sexual slavery. Yeah. Because she's in Mexico. The father needs to be killed. He does. Yeah. Um, irritating thing, I'm fairly sure that his voice was dubbed. The father's because, voice? Yeah, because oh, the way he moves his mouth... Maybe, yeah. And you hear the voice, it doesn't feel right. I think Trump did the voiceover. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt at all. Um, or maybe he gave it David Morell a bit part. And that was his... <laughs> and that's how they managed to slip it in there. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, so that kind of bothered me because it yeah. seemed like, well, I don't know why they did that. Mm. Why is it so obvious yeah. to me? Yeah. Um, I felt that the brothers, though, that are sort of heading up that cartel or that yeah. part of the cartel were good. They were nasty. Um, and they were suitably yeah. Yeah, vindictive and nasty and didn't give a shit about anybody. Yeah. Um, so it kind of worked. I actually liked the performance of the actress who played the niece, you know, his yeah. adoptive niece. Yeah, she niece. was good. Yeah. I thought it made it a bit more believable. Um, her little story arc with finding her dad and then getting um, caught up in this business. But, mm. yeah, I felt that she played it quite well, yeah. given that it was a very simplistic kind of storyline. She didn't have a heap to say. Um, but, yeah, I think that they brought it back to the obvious conclusion. It just seemed like he would do anything yeah. to drag them back to Arizona yeah. to experience his tunnels. Yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> Which they, I mean, I mean, I've had a few drunken nights at bars where women have dragged me back to their place to experience their tunnels. Yes, I've been, and some have been pretty gruesome. Let me tell you. So, uh, and I wish Rambo had saved me from them. (laughs) Maybe there's a metaphor in that for everybody. But yeah, I think there was a lot of weak weak points. Yeah, and a couple of moments where it 
it shone a little bit. It was close to being something that you really wanted. Yeah. Which a lot of that extremely violent end section mm. was actually really cool. It was. Very it was cool. so yeah. over the top. Some of the kills were yeah. My my jaw was on the floor. Yeah. Because I was like, oh fuck! <laughs> yeah. They went all out. Here yeah, that's right. With the shots and the CGI and and making it look like it really hits hard. Yeah. Which was cool. Yeah. It just lost all sense of. Um, holding back yeah. it just went completely all out which was great one one big negative for me was that you remember in number three he's on a horse yeah racing and then the yeah, choppers yeah. come great that's a great scene yeah, he yeah. looked good on a horse yes. doesn't look good on a horse in Last Blood no he's 72 yeah but he's a big chunk on top of a horse the horse looked like he was he struggling, like struggling yeah, yeah I was like come on mate get on a four like a run, quad he... get on a quad <laughs> He would run, you know, a training sort of yeah, farm, yeah. wouldn't he? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. you could see that. Yeah, working. but just, just get, don't off, get, on get the off the horse. Yeah. <laughs> you can instruct without having to get on the horse. And there was one part, actually, that kind of hinted at maybe, I guess, moments like from 4 and moments from mm. some of the early movies. Yeah. There's a bit where he's on the, is it on the rooftops? And he's surrounded by countless cartel members. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they just, there's a real moment of intimidation. Where they're, they're genuinely... They're not sure about him. Yeah. He's an old man. Yeah. But he just sort of walks at the them. The way he carries himself. And they sort of... They have to come in all bristling with their weapons. Yeah. There could be 30 of them. Yeah. But they're still nervous. That's right. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, that's totally unrealistic. John fucking Rambo. But it translated. Yeah, it did. And yeah. so that was where I was like, now that's what we want. Yeah, yeah. Moments like that, which are far-fetched, but awesome. Yeah, that's right. So I was very caught... In the middle of the whole thing, the whole time, okay. I was thinking some parts are awesome, and then kind of going, I just don't know why we even <laughs> why we're even here. Yeah, yeah why yeah. Are we? Why did we still? Yeah, bother actually, this? that sums up how I felt about yeah. it as well. I do like the movie, like yeah. I said, but um, no rush to revisit. And yeah, I was in that um, quagmire as well. I was in yeah. that conundrum of like. That's there's some real cool bits, but yeah. it, it could have been cool bits in another movie entirely. That's you know, right. it doesn't didn't need to be a Rambo movie. What did they say? It was uh, they said it was Taken meets Home Alone, <laughs> which isn't that unrealistic to yeah, think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah in terms yeah. of tone and what it was saying, yeah. But his rescue of her was kind of uninvolved. Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought maybe they'd go with a bit more of a thriller edge. Yeah, played But they out. didn't really. Played out pretty simply. He found the place. It was all about bringing him back to his to his bunker. That's it. Yeah. It was all to lead back to that final <laughs> countdown. So yeah. what would you give Rambo last uh, part? Uh, to be honest, I can't I can't go past the two on it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A strong two, but I can't go past the two. Okay. No, you. a two's a two, mate. It's a strong two or a weak two. <laughs> like I don't know what, I don't know how you can classify. Because right? I feel like a strong two is like, yeah, it's a two. Or if it just scraped over, it's a oh, weak. Okay. It's a it's weak, a weak two. two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What um, would you give it? I would because of the way that I've talked about it. I said I'm very much down the middle. Yeah. Two point five out of five. Okay. Yeah. Fair um, because fair there was enough to make it. Middle of the road. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but yeah. not enough to catapult it or flatten it completely. So, yeah. Yeah. So there you go, guys. Uh, five episodes of uh, Rambo, the Rambo franchise. Uh, there were tears, there was blood, there was guts, there was fire, there was uh, bad dialogue, yes. uh, there was insults. We got through it, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. We may as well go straight into final thoughts. What did you think of tonight's episode? Big was. I think it's great. I, I like talking about Rambo. Fuck yeah. I like talking about movie series we are very fond of. Yeah, me too. And there's um, more to come. 
I'm there's actually, always more. I'll mention them in a minute. But yeah. Okay. Here you go. There's, yeah, there's always more. And I think that uh, once we get stuck in, yeah. uh, even if maybe some of it's not as cohesive as we would hope it to be, yeah. it's just a damn nice chat. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed the episode Good. as well. I was, uh, I've been looking forward to it because I knew that it was going to be a great episode. I knew we were going to get our teeth stuck into it and really enjoy it, both of us. Um, now... There's a few on the horizon that I've got. Mm. I'd really like to do a deep dive in the Aliens Absolutely. saga, uh, yeah. the Predator yeah. saga. But one coming up very, very soon, hopefully as of next week, early as, early as next week, Die Hard. But here's the clincher on the Die Hard one. Mm. We are only going to do Die Hard yeah. 1. Okay. Uh, we're inviting the gorgeous Glenn because he's a huge fan and of he is gorgeous. Bruce Willis's cock. <laughs> so we're going to get him involved. He loves the movie. Yes. We love the movie. Everyone fucking loves the Everyone movie. Everyone loves Die Hard. Who doesn't love Die Hard? Who, have you ever heard anyone say, you know what? That fucking Die Hard's a shit movie. If I, I can't did, even say that without feeling a little sick. Well, if I did, I was going to say, if I did meet someone and they started to say yeah. that, my fists in their throat would, would cut off that sentence. Yes. So I've never heard anyone say it. Great. That's all I'm saying. Good. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you're hopefully going to get Glenn involved for episode 147. And we do a deep dive on just episode one, Die Hard. <laughs> die Hard. Die Hard. <laughs> the, yeah. the Die Hard. And instead of a general overview, I'd kind of like to go almost scene for scene. Glenn suggested we do the key scenes. Yeah. Now, the trouble, I would agree. trouble with that is there's a fucking shit ton of key scenes. And that's okay. Okay, okay, good. Yeah. Good, okay, good. I think that's okay because right. it's, it's still an action movie through and through. You're not going to go talking about... The psychology in this scene. No, you're going to right. talk about how the scene was constructed. Yeah, that's what's right. cool about it. What, I'm even you know. thinking. I'm even thinking now. I've got to give a shout out to Straight to Series, uh, yeah. the podcast, because they've yes. done this. Yes. If you want to go listen to it before a you listen one. to our show, yeah, go listen to Straight to Series. <laughs> yeah. They've done the Die Hard thing. They did it about two years ago. Yeah, it's brilliant. They they sat there on YouTube as well with white singlets, watched the movie, talked nice. about the movie. Fucking brilliant. Love it. Um, love those guys. Um, I think we should have it playing in the background quietly and we can pause it, whatever we need to do, but have it there to gently nudge us along the way yes. as well. Not that we're not familiar with it, but you know what I mean? I mm. think that would be I think that'd be a good laugh. Okay. Um, yeah, so look out for that one, guys. But as for uh, episode 145, uh, sorry, uh, 146, that's it. Um, hope you've enjoyed the show. If you enjoy our show in general, please uh, go and rate and review us anywhere you can. Um, follow us, like us, uh, spread the word, tell everyone about Fly on the Wall podcast, all one word. Um, there is another Fly on the Wall podcast out there with uh, David Spade. Oh. He's one of the co-hosts and some other guy, I can't remember his name, okay. another um, Interesting. David Spade type. Yeah, another, another Spade kind of guy. Clearly jumping on the bandwagon yeah. of this podcast yeah. and uh, stealing our thunder a bit, yeah. I feel. I'm uh, sure they own the copyright to it too. <laughs> yeah, probably. So we'd have a struggle but on our hands. <laughs> they, don't own the, they don't own the copyright to all one word. Flyable podcast. That's true. That's true. And that's where we got them by the short and curse. That's all right. Fuck yeah. you, Spade. <laughs> I'll go and grab my shovel. Um, yeah, but that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, now, be sure to stick around as we say goodbye. I'll be playing an interview with Sylvester Stallone talking about Rambo 5 and the possibility of maybe, just maybe, a Rambo 6. Be good to yourselves. Be good to you goats. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week for 147. Toodles. John Rambo is back. 37 years after Sylvester Stallone first brought you the iconic war hero. 
he returns for the fifth action-packed thriller, Rambo, Last Blood. He's home. He's home in Arizona. He went home. Yeah. And, you know, 11 years ago, when I finished it, I went, he's walking down the road, and, and everyone's going, oh, good ending. And I'm laying in bed, and 10 years later, I went, who's in the house? There could be a movie in the house. Mm -hmm. Depends. So that's where it started. And when he goes inside, he finds a family, and that's where the audience catches up to them. There's no reason for a man to throw his family away. He's lucky he has one. Last Blood. Is it really the last time? Because the way it ends, you feel that yeah. there, the story could continue. No, it's last. It's last. I mean, it, I will. It's last, Robert. It'll never happen again, just like the second and third one. I'm the worst. I mean, seriously, call me untrustworthy because I just, you know, like a man of my word. No, but I'm what not. is it? What is it? Why? Something happens. There's only been two Rambos in 31 years. So if you dig deep enough, just like there's another Rocky. Do you want it? One. I'm telling you, I'm right on the fence. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of story. You have to have a nemesis, a great nemesis. When you know when, when I see people like uh, Apollo Creed. And Carl Weathers, he is one in a trillion. Mm. I'm telling you, the voice, the thing, the arrogance, the movement. <clears throat> then you have, of course, Mr. T. Give me a break. Where do you find that? And, and Dolph Lundgren. Mm. Dolph Lundgren. The intense hatred I felt for that guy that I know every other guy in America would too. <laughs> Your daughter, Sistine, was here not too long no. ago. Feature film. What advice do you give her? In I told her, man, it's, and I give it to every actor. This has to be something that is made for people that have alligator skin. Yeah. Uh, because it's all about rejection, rejection, rejection. It, rather than taking beat yourself up, which most actors do, you have to be able to somehow channel it. We come all this way and we don't even see the temple? Really? It's good for young actors to hear. Oh.